And we're live. What, do you have a visitor out there? I mean, everybody's trying to visit the menace, dude. Are they? Yeah. But I'm not letting them in. All right, see? Because we're in hard times, you know? I saw you in a little, uh, what were you doing, running? Riding a bike with Lenny? I wasn't riding a bike. Or I just said running, riding a bike. Oh, I guess, yeah, he was riding a bike. Yeah, I was running. Put in the four miles, you know. Uh, But he wanted to, you know, with with everything that's going on, he's trying to keep his fitness levels up. Okay. uh, Can't, Can't be mad at that. Yeah, so I tell you what. Riding a bike next to me while I run is better than not doing anything at all. Oh, 100%. Um, something we also have to do. What would you do today, Stan? Well, something else we have to do. We have Stan, to... what would you do today? I'm shut up for a second. I'm trying to give his son, Nick, a happy birthday from Menace uh, and the Man. Hey, Nick, Luke, Relly, happy birthday. It's his 21st birthday, which is a tough birthday right now. You know? Oh, my God. He sh- where he should have been out for an adult yeah. beverage or two. Yeah, well, the thing is, 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 you know, real quick, Nick is, uh, he's a good kid. He doesn't really, you know, he, he, he never really drank, you know, illegally being under 21. Um, but being of legal age, he was looking to, to step out with his buddies and have, have a few. And he's not able to do that because of the coronavirus. Bullshit. Real bullshit, this coronavirus. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday from Menace and the Man. But yeah, Uh, he's a fan. Remember, that was the thing I I thought of. We probably would have went out for a drink with him. Oh, for sure. Or out to eat or something. Like, that's something we've done with him and uh, good old Lenny. I feel like I haven't seen Lenny in ages. I want to see you. No, like the days pass by so quick that before you know it, you're like, wait, this is like quarantine day 50. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It's fucking crazy. Oh, and I got Craig Jones coming in. Oh, is that right? That is correct. What'd you do today? Stay you work out? Nope, not yet. I'm gonna. Oh. What's up, guys? Craig What's Jones. What's up, big dog? How are you guys going? We're doing no, good. good. What are you uh, on, a phone or a computer? He's on, he's on an iPad, you idiot. Yeah, if you go long ways, it'll change your uh, video. It'll change it? I actually just ended up using the phone, so I should go. Yep, there you go. Oh, look at that. That's better? Yep. Go. So, Craig Jones, go. welcome to Menace and the Man. Ah, thanks for having me on, guys. We're joined by, you're Australian, right? Australian, yeah. One of the best grapplers in the world. He happens to be Australian. Dude, Australia is coming up in a big way these days. Huge. Between MMA. Alofsky, or not, not Alofsky, uh Volkanovski, Craig Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got, well, Rubber Whitaker was on a tear as well. Yeah. And now where is Adesanya? Adesanya is New Zealand, right? Yeah. I think Nigerian born, but uh, moved to New, New Zealand, Auckland later and on. Now- and now New- does Australia accept him as their own or like, no, fuck that. You're New Zealand. Uh, I think to the rest of the world, we claim New Zealanders, but there's still a rivalry between the two countries. Yeah. Like worldwide, they're cousins, but locally it's like, nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
So coming off a huge win versus Vinny Magalhaes, I believe that's how you pronounce it, at Submission Underground. Did he break his leg? Yeah, so so it's kind of fucked up. He's been living and dying by that leg locks don't work sort yes. of a moniker he's created because he had matches with, what, Gary Tonin and Gordon, and he just didn't tap. I believe he ate some damage in all those uh, heel hooks, but just nothing catastrophic. But then um, when I got him in a heel hook on, what was it, Sunday afternoon, it ended up, I don't know what it did to his ankle or his knee, but it ended up uh, fracturing his fibula. So it completely broke his leg in half. Yeah, like, Yikes. bro, after the match, like Submission Underground, and you posted like a little video of you guys talking, and he showed how flexible his ankles are. Like his ankle is ridiculously flexible as is, but like... It was the other way. Yeah, so it, it did a full 360. and oh, Sorry, it did a full 180, and I was looking at it, and I could see his bone sort of protruding through his skin, but it didn't break the skin. But he said he didn't feel anything. I think nice. that's the machismo. He was just like, nah, I'm good. He was like standing on it. I was like, how the fuck is he standing right now? Yeah, I don't know. He's crazy, man. He said he goes, I usually take pops in the gym, and he's like, it doesn't usually hurt. So, like... When I hit the, I actually put him in two heel hooks, both on the same leg. The first one sounded like a gunshot going off, and he didn't even, didn't even flinch. And then we kept going, and I put him in another one, and this time it was like it did the full 180, looking just horrific. And I, and while I was going for it on him, his his ankles the wrong way around. He's trying to attack me. I was like, this guy's crazy. He's insane. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's disgusting, right? And then I then he slipped out of that, and then we had like a brief discussion. I was like, uh, I was like, bro, are you sure you want to go on? He's like, yeah, it's already fucked. But then we ended up <laughs> we, we ended up stopping anyway. I think it started to sink in. Yikes. I like that though. He's like, yeah, it's already fucked. And yeah, like you guys were talking. That's like the the internet's wondering right now. What were you guys saying back and forth? People, I saw a couple of people write like, man, I wish they were mic'd up so we would know what they were saying. Oh, yeah. I think usually we would have heard it, but we got the strange setup due to the quarantine. But I was just, I just kept asking him. After the first hill hook, I was like, damn, man, you're a savage. Because I knew it broke, but I don't think he completely knew. And then after the second one, I was like, I was like, dude, that's, it's really bad. Like, I was like, thinking, I don't know if this guy is not aware of how bad I will, I have no problem taking it off. Just I'm letting you know that. Like, I will take it. It's up to you. You have a chance to back out now. Yeah, I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I, like, I did two on that ankle. If he had said he wanted to continue, I was planning to go for the other one. So I was like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was a verbal tap, the way that you like let go and like went like that. I was like, oh, he verbally tapped. And then he was like, no, we're, we'll keep doing this. And then you, you said something like, you must have been like, yo, it's fucking broken. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I was like, bro, it's, it's really bad. And then he goes to the referee. He's like, dude, how long? Because it's only a five-minute match. He's like, how long until overtime? And I was thinking, this guy's crazy. He wants to go to the overtime rounds where you start in an armbar or back. But actually, afterwards, he told me he just wanted to last the regulation period and then skip out of the overtime. But I, I just couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe how calm he was with a broken leg. Now, have you ever? Obviously, I'd imagine you're very good at the leg locks. You you fucked up some ankles in your time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one's probably, to be honest, not even the worst one. Probably the worst one I ever did was a a knee bar. We had a we had a tournament called uh, Quintab, and there was a bunch of uh, Lithuanian Sambo guys. And it was like Sambo versus Jiu Jitsu, and this was just some um, uh, not even a professional athlete. I think he was trying to be an MMA fighter, but he came in and he just 
because it was it was sort of like a last man standing. It was like if you submit your opponent, you keep going, you can potentially run through a whole team. I yeah. put this guy in a knee bar, and he just wanted to wanted to tough it out. Like he wanted to survive for I don't know for his team, like some tough Russian kids. And that one went completely the wrong direction. That almost looked like I don't know, like something would happen in a car crash. But for the most part, if I do get the heel in competition, usually there's like a a minor injury, but usually dudes don't let it go that that far. At this point, people know who you are. They know what's up. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be really important. Like, I feel like if it's like uh, ADCC World Championships or something, and you're up on points, you might uh, you might eat it. But I mean, I'd probably eat a popped ankle or a popped knee, but a broken leg, something else. Oof. Have you been on the other end of that spectrum, like that bad? Not, not yet. But I'm I'm sure that day's coming. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, we'll ask a few more, like, uh, kind of like competition questions, mentality stuff, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. We're, we're a different show over here. You know, we like to fuck around and usually, you know, stands like six beers deep and fucking high, you know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, cause I don't really follow jujitsu like crazy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm into, obviously I had to for, for MMA and uh, you become a fucking huge name over, like, in my eyes. I mean, again, I don't follow you. I'm sure you've been on the top for a while. But, like, I've been seeing you a lot over the last, like, six months, maybe a year, you know. Um, We're talking to like one of the, the best right now. Yeah, yeah. What's, like, the, the mindset when you go in? It's just like, ah, like, I can't lose. Or is there a lot? Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Or just fucking go in there and have fun? What's the... Uh, it, it's difficult, I guess, because there's so many different rule sets. So like sort of the confidence will match the particular rule set I'm in. Like for me, I'm more along the lines of like uh, a submission guy, whereas there are other guys out there that are more like uh, points points, points yeah, guys. Yeah. So it's like if I'm in a points tournament, I probably find that a lot more stressful because if a guy can pick up two points and then try to ride it, ride the clock down, I much prefer like uh, the way like Chael does it where it's, it's a five minute no points period and then you basically have to start in bad positions, which can be kind of scary because it's like a guy can start on your back where he hasn't earned the position or a guy can start on your arm where he hasn't earned the arm bar position to sort of decide a winner. I like that, though, the EBI rules, just so you, there's a clear winner instead of this sub or draw. Yeah, yeah. It forces uh, jiu-jitsu to decide who's the real winner, you know, because like, it's like someone could, someone could shoot a takedown and then ride the clock for 10 minutes, but I guess like... If you're stuck in, if a guy's got your back and you get to take his back and whoever gets out quicker or finishes, it's just who's the better finisher, really. Yeah. yeah. After this quarantine's over, I'm looking to maybe dabble back in the, into competition, do a little jiu-jitsu. So I feel like I'm probably going to be more of a points guy. Yeah. I think yeah. You, you'd be an overtime guy, Menace. You're probably oh, going to, yeah. yeah. Like, just outwork them, get some points, be strong, hang on tight. It's uh, it can be tough with Chael Sonnen's rule set to uh to sort of outwork him because it's like just you only got five minutes and then each overtime round's only two minutes, so it's like uh, it's hard to really grind someone out in such like a short period of time. You got you just got to go for it, get after it and go for it. Yeah, but yeah, basically you just basically really got to be uh good conditioning for those overtime rounds because it's like yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Holding on. A good game plan was Austin Vanderforts versus the Boogeyman. He kind of like. Yeah competitive well competitive that was, that was impressive yeah very impressive competitive uh regulation and then it was as if he game planned for that overtime so he was just going to get the the riding time and then he just went for that head and arm choke and i was sh shocked the boogeyman's as good as it gets on the ground 
Oh yeah, Every, I mean, especially because like uh, Boogeyman's a Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu guy, and they developed that rule set, the uh, EBI overtime rule set. And I know those gyms, those guys train maybe fifty percent of their training just doing the overtimes. So for Austin to come in as an MMA guy and be able to take him out, it was pretty. Yeah, sh- it was sh- shocking. Yeah, yeah, very impressive. And they 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 started doing odds on these grappling matches, so they he was a three to one underdog in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I told I was look, before that match. I remember saying to one of the other Tenth Planet guys there, I was like, I'd probably bet the bet the house on Boogeyman here because Boogie had just beaten Jake Shields, and yeah. Jake Shields had beaten Austin Vanderford in the same rule set. But it was a very close match, Austin and uh, Jake Shields. I think Austin's one of those guys. He's pretty like people underrate him, I guess, because he's married to Paige Van Zandt. But he's a fucking he's a killer. Yeah, he's a beast, man. Grappling, super and athletic. Enemy. Yeah. Like Dennis asked, me, Dennis asked me how he won, and I was like, head and arm triangles. God, he just Hulk it. I was like, pretty much, yeah. Like he just, go. yeah, from half guard. That was that was crazy. You yeah, I don't give a fuck. So it's still tight. Yeah, yeah. Bo- boogeyman probably thought my head's about to fucking explode or my jaw's gonna break or something because that was a fucking squeeze. Yeah, well, you know what? Actually, that squeeze was so strong, right? Sometimes when you get choked, you don't go out, but it's sort of uh, you're a bit cloudy afterwards. So I don't know if they caught it on camera, but. After, as Boogeyman tried to walk out of the cage, he missed the step and stepped in between the steps, exiting the cage, and almost broke his leg. Like, exiting. He was still out of it. I heard that commotion, but they didn't show that on camera. Yeah, you heard him fall, but they didn't show oh, it. Was, yeah, it was, it was vicious. I don't, maybe they don't have it on camera anyway, but I, I thought he broke his leg exiting. So you're like Chael's guy right now. Chael's, his show is kind of built around trying to bring people in to take you out or at least hang with you. Yeah, pr- yeah, pretty much. That's sort of the the agreement we came upon. He's just trying to find some uh, some sort of big names, uh, some exciting grapplers and stuff to to throw down. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of traditional jiu-jitsu guys don't like that rule set that uh, no points um, EBR overtime. So sometimes it can be tough to get um, particular opponents. But uh, what's funny is right now during quarantine, Chael's the only show running, only show paying anyone. So all those guys that typically wouldn't want to do it hitting him up and doing social media call-outs like non-stop need a, need a couple of dollars yeah when did you start doing jiu-jitsu shit probably like 12 13 years ago way back uh in australia yeah and now you're still young too how old are you 28 yeah. do you drink protein do i drink protein i don't actually i probably should i'm pretty lazy you don't no. <laughs> what are you drinking there a little soft fleet. My my. I went to. Uh, I did a uh, overseas, uh, like thing for the troops, and I met this uh, like Navy SEAL guy. He's not Navy SEAL, but he's like fucking special ops soft, you know, special operations forces. And like his side thing is like it's called soft fleet, and they do like proteins. They do like different workouts, fucking gear. It's pretty dope. And like, I don't know, I met him. And he just kind of like picked me up on his little roster, sends me protein, show that. I'm like, man, all right, I'm with this. And he's oh, badass. Nice. Yeah, those guys work out hard, those military guys. Oh, hey. Yeah. They're like, I just do steroids and fucking work out. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> the TRT soldiers. Yeah. Hey, I mean, listen, the top guys defending fucking my country and shit, my well being. Yeah, I want you fucking juice to the gills. <laughs> I want you, goddamn, be a fucking robot. Yeah, that's for damn sure. I'll give him everything. Yeah. So give you him have everything. A girlfriend and shit, right? 
What's that? You have a girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm married. It helps me oh, out. You're married. I'm a married man. Yeah, we oh, sort of sped up you, sped man. up the process to get into the into the U.S. Oh, Ooh, hi- hypothetically, hypothetically, that might be illegal. Hypothet- might be illegal. No, no, no. Real, real marriage. Real marriage. You know what I mean? But uh, real relationship. But uh, sped up. It's hard to but get you, into this you, country. Because I see you sometimes in in uh, Henzo's, right? Yep, yep. And, but are you in California most of the time, or? No, so um, probably two, three months ago, I made the move full time to Henzo. So I'm out here in New okay. York, tra- training with like uh, Gordon and Nikki Rudd and Nikki Ryan and stuff. Obviously, oh, so you uh, know my my buddy KC, Kyle Sermonera. Yes, yeah, the wrestler, right? He's a wrestler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, um, we did some training together recently in Miami. Uh, the yes. guy that runs ADCC organized a big training camp and broke Kyle Wynn as one of the, the wrestling instructors. So I got to train with him a bunch. It was awesome. The yeah. one Cejudo was at too, right? That's the one, yeah. Yeah. That was a room full of studs. Steve Mako, Cejudo, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, Mako, Craig man. Jones. That, guy's a, that guy's a scary oh. guy. He comes he, in looking like a homeless man and just beats the shit out of all of us. He's a bear. <laughs> he's a bear. And he's one of those guys too who – um. I'm pretty sure he trained under Laborio, and he had always good jiu-jitsu instruction for a heavyweight, so he's got some skills on top of being a world-class wrestler. I'm pretty sure, wasn't he Olymp- He was an Olympian menace? I think so. Yeah. And I, he was a national champion, but like he was, his thing was he was just fucking mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, are there, are there jiu-jitsu guys out there like, dude, like, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, are probably. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, obviously, Pahara is probably that guy, but like, Vagna Hosha. Vagna Hosha is that guy that's a grappling match, but he's he like, hurt you. yeah, he's throwing neckties super hard, slapping you around the head and stuff. He's sort of known for that. Well, he does yeah. the combat jiu-jitsu too, right? Vagna does, yeah. But every match with Vagna sort of turns into combat jiu-jitsu a little bit. Yeah. He actually he actually just called me out today, so I think... Uh, Everyone's calling you out. Potentially might be the next uh, Submission Underground match. What about Lovato? The next that- Lovato, I don't think Lovato's going to go through. I think he uh, he said he wants a bit more time with the uh, quarantine. Can't really train. Oh, because yeah, he was hitting Chael up, saying I want that, I want that smoke. And then Chael was like, "We're going to get you that. We, we got that for you." <laughs> that, yeah, that would be a cool match. I think potentially a bit further down uh, later in the year, maybe when he can get a full camp in, that'd be awesome. So, is anyone you could answer it? You don't have to. Is anyone tapping you out at Henzo's? Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Gordon Ryan beats the shit out of me every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, him and the best grapplers in the world are either Craig Jones, Gordon Ryan. Gordon has size on you, though, right? A little bit, yeah. Not as much as uh, you'd hope with the beatdowns he's given me. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little bit smaller. It's like with Hoffa Mendez, who doesn't really do it no more. Cobrinha, but yeah, or Hodger Gracie back in the day. He was probably considered number one. Marcelo Garcia. Yeah, but Hodger's a big boy. So he's like, I, it's almost like you got to separate it into two weight classes, like the old school UFC days, like under 175 and over 175. Well, that's what they do for the absolutes, right? It's like the smallest to like the middle and middle up to the heavyweight, no? Some tournaments do that. ADCC just do a, 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 just a regular absolute, so any divisions could enter it. But I, I don't think ever a 66-kilo guy's ever jumped in. 77 is usually the smallest. Yeah, Gordon's a big boy. He'd be he'd be a tough matchup for anybody size wise because he's long, he's jacked as fuck, and he yeah. 
goes for angles. Yeah, super, super jacked. And we, we got like Nicky Rod as well. This guy's like probably two, 245 right now. Super quick, athletic guy. A nightmare. Now, Nicky Rod was your teammate in that submit, last submission underground, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. We, we did the tag team match. And actually, I didn't even end up competing. I was going to say. Pre- you you <laughs> became pre- meme, meme famous with that reach out. Yeah. This, I was actually really sick. I was sick for about two weeks. And I was doing some seminar tour around the U.S., so I don't know at the time, maybe I had the Corona, maybe I didn't, but I remember being so sick. I was like, I'll show up to the cage, but Nicky Rod, you got to do everything. Oh, so that was the strategy. I just thought Nicky Rod just didn't tag you in. No, no, it, it messed up, right? So it was like uh, just the tag team format just needed the rules to change a little bit. Like uh, Nick, the, the idea was that the two guys wrestle in the middle and you try and drag the guy to your corner to tag right. your partner and then you double team him, right? But Vinny sort of negated that by running to his own corner and sitting down. And the plan for those guys was to to wait for the overtime. So it sort of just made for one of the most boring boring matches ever. Vinny, well, too. You got to throw in there. Vinny's a stud. I'm thinking me and, me and Craig become a tag team, uh, you know, partners. And I'll be like, I can't. Reach! <laughs> Craig, read out, man! <laughs> oh, we so we got to cool out. out. I did, you know, I tried my best. <laughs> Couldn't reach my hand, you know. <laughs> well, that could That's be an smart. interesting matchup. Get another jiu-jitsu guy and another MMA guy and Craig Jones and Menace. Yeah, I like that. That'd be a fun way to do it, actually. Yeah, jiu-jitsu guy and an MMA guy jumping in together. Yeah. We we got some ideas for you, Chael. Because I'm sure, because Menace, uh, you know Ryan Parsons, who does the submission underground with Chael. Yep, yeah. That's Menace's guy. That He was Menace's manager for years and... So Menace, that's where Menace is going once he starts training again. He'll probably do a submission underground. Oh wow! Okay. No, no. I see. Who do you want, Dennis? Who are you looking for? Who do I want? Let's. Uh, I used to. I used to. I mean, the one that'd be intro, maybe like Frankie Hecker or something like that. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. We're trying. To, we're trying to bring names in it, right? And he's like, we have, we would have if we did one in New York. We wanted to bring him far, you know. That would that be a that'd be a fun match. Cause I actually well, back in the day when I used to go to Henzo's, he would be there too. We'd get some rounds in and shit, you know. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, who? Uh, I Quinta. He did he did a match with uh Mike Perry at yep. one recently as well. Yeah. Are they throwing smoke at each other now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Mike Perry was uh man, he showed up to the weigh-in smoking a cigarette for that one. <laughs> <laughs> was it a cigarette or a joint? It was a cigarette. A cigarette. I, I thought yeah. it was going to be Nate Diaz style, but it was legit a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And then Ayaquinta was like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. Like someone blowing cigarette smoke in my face. And Ayaquinta like walked off from the face off. And then the match, you thought it would be a little more tension. The match was actually friendly. They touched hands and whatnot. Perry wound up winning the EBI rules, like the ride in time, the overtime. But actually, they kind of fucked Al. Like Al. Was yeah, the, they he, messed it up big time. Yeah, Al still had his back and was almost like going for a twister, and the referee stopped it. Yeah, so it's like it's uh, still a legitimate submission threat, so the ref should have let it go. But, yeah. I mean, the referee, he, he had a bad – like in all the events we've done, usually not too bad, but just something about that night. He had an off night, a few a few bad calls for him. I felt I felt terrible. The fans were going after him. I was going after him. Because Al's like, yo, I'll beat the shit. I'll come with the 170. I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> it's right? real now yeah Al Yo, posted, I, would actually, I would actually love to see that fight Al posted like you've already gotten smacked and then he showed when he had a single leg and 
Perry was hopping around and he did like the club to finish the mm. takedown. <laughs> yeah. Because Perry posted like him on Al's back and was like, remember this, Al? You know, I already beat you, blah, blah, blah. And then Al posted the smack video. Where are, let's say that, let's say that fight happens. Uh, Stan, where are you putting your money? Ooh. Who wins that fight? Obviously, I'm rooting for Al and I'm going with Al. I think Al is better technically, but the size could come into play. Perry's a big boy. What do you got, Craig? Uh, yeah, it's, that is a really tough one. Hey, Perry is is pretty big having seen them both next to each other. That definitely plays, a, I guess, a bigger factor when punches are involved. Grappling, get away with the size difference a bit more. Because what, what, what weight did they compete at for jiu-jitsu? What was the weight? I, they just do whatever, really, basically. Oh, Submission underground. Up. Submission I, underground usually is just like, yeah, we'll do, we'll do whatever. Chay will just trust the guys to the they're honest about their weight. Yeah, maybe I think they're both lying about their weight. Perry was a few pounds heavier. I a think Perry, Perry was in the 190s. I was in the 180s. I don't, might have been 10 pounds. Oh, uh, okay. But I think yeah, Al, but- Al's a better grappler, and I think Al's a better striker. Perry's just You're going to tell me if that fight goes in the third round, Al doesn't out. I think Al would fucking. I think Al pieces him up, but I'm saying. I Perry, think he'd have way more of a gas tank. Yeah. We've never seen Al knocked out, so I'm not saying Perry's going to knock him out. Perry's got big power, so it's an interesting matchup. But I think Al technically fucks him up. Yo, we got to get Perry on the show. That dude is all over the map. Yeah. I need him on the show. I'm going to send him a message like, yo, man, we need you on the show, smoking a cigarette, shooting the shit. <laughs> like, drinking a 40. He'd be down. Stan will, Stan will smoke weed and drink 40s with you. <laughs> So now uh, you've been at Henzo's for a few months. How are you liking that place? How amazing is Henzo? Henzo, yeah, he's he's a legend. I actually haven't seen too much of him during the quarantine, really. It's been yeah. pretty tough, obviously pretty tough to train, taking a bit of heat online for training secretly during this time. But uh, that was mainly because Gordon posted a, a photo online calling everyone not training a pussy, which brought a bit of heat to us. But uh, I imagine just about everyone's sort of training in secret still right now. Yeah, but New York is it, it is where it's really rough, I guess, because there's so many people per square mile, especially in Manhattan. But other parts of the country, you could train. Like, I know they're still training in South Florida. They're still training in Chicago. There's some people still training in California. Arizona, I know, like, Cejudo had set up a little mini camp. So, hang yeah. on. So, what, what's the difference between, you know, Craig and uh, Gordon training? I mean, they, they're, they're essentially like co-workers. And then me going to work and you know next to my buddy who i'm with every day and like you know we don't have our fucking mask on all the fucking time sure we're not sweating on top of each other but if yeah viruses can spread as much as it can what's the fucking you know what i mean and the thing is like you're busting your ass so people have fucking something to watch while they're at home jerking off you know what i mean like (laughs) you know yeah yeah, I mean, as long as the, I, I think as long as the group's pretty small, like, and you're not really yeah. coming into too much contact with other people, like, fuck right. it. I mean, what uh, what is it in uh, California? They have the snitch laws. So Boogeyman, he was training, um, training for this match, and I think he said he only had a group of three. He was filming something for his website too, and someone called up, uh, called up the cops on him training at the gym. So when he left, there was a unmarked car that uh, gave him a summons to appear in court. Yeah, I was telling you about that menace, like some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, you like, did. Like, who does that? Like, who? Yeah. What, what kind of well, asshole? Well, they get paid. Yeah, they get paid for it over there. Eh? That's insane. Really? 
That's insane. Maybe maybe it was uh, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what make me win this match? If I throw him off. No, I feel you like know, he's now, training that, to Austin a little bit. Yeah, I know. That'd be funny. Know. Hey, if if after he got fined, Austin put up a photo on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so you've been in jiu-jitsu forever, right? Like, growing up, did you get because I mean talking to Robert Whitaker, he said he was scra- he was getting the fist fights all the time growing up. What was it like for you? Like, so we we like to ask our guests, give us their famous street fight story, and it could be a lie. You can make one up right now that just sounds awesome if you want. Make one up um, hypothetically. hypothetically. Well, I, I will say I grew up uh, grew up in the suburbs, so it was a bit uh, probably wasn't as tough. I think Robert Whitaker probably had a lot more fights. Judah, I think he grew up in uh, Western Sydney, so I think it was a little, a little rougher. But me, I've only ever had one street fight, and that was um, when I was 18. I just got hit by a guy coming out of bar, and then we threw down for a bit, and then he tried to run away. But in the heat of the moment, right, I chased. Back up, back up, back up. You're jump, you're jumping a lot of shit here. I need so. <laughs> All right, specific. Were specifics. you partying? Were you were you booze? Or you're oh yeah. You're partying. Very fucked up. Very fucked yeah. up. Okay. And. Um, there was a guy, obviously this other guy, this guy was, he was fucking math or something. This guy was shirtless, just fucking bang, hits me coming around the corner. And just, we just start throwing hands at each other. Just and for no he, reason. This Yeah, this guy was completely insane. But I was so angry that he hit me. I ended up chasing him blocks and blocks. I jumped over a fence, ripped my jeans to chase this guy. And it ended oh, up being so like now a- you're, Now you're invested. Like, I was invested. Yeah. I, I chased this guy. He went down a wrong corner. It was like a horror movie and it was a dead end and he was trying to oh. get into a door. But then, you're but then you're like, <laughs> but I just hit him once and then he started crying. So he was like all over the place. Hey, so sort of a, a bully that, that was, that was it. I mean, he started, I mean, he ended up crying, but it wasn't even a violent tussle or anything. Really. We barely got going. Damn. Now, have you Nothing trained? Have you trained any striking during your career, or just all jujitsu? Um, when I first started, way way back, I was more interested in doing MMA. But um, at the time, it was illegal in Australia. I think there was—I mean, even jujitsu tournaments. There were very few of them when I first started. So it was basically me and my buddies just getting MMA gloves, just trying to knock each other out in the training room after or before jujitsu. So no real formal training, but we would do MMA training in the jujitsu gym. Okay, yeah, that, so you've had it. Do you have any brothers? I have an older brother, yeah. So it was obviously, yeah, some, yeah. Uh, some fights with him, but yeah, nothing too crazy. One street you're, fight. Your older he, brother does no jiu-jitsu. No, he – all right, so me and him would train together, but it was it was always an unfair advantage because my brother's like 6'8", and I'm only like 6' oh, wow. so, so a real big brother growing up. And me and uh, – what was it? Me and him – I went in a more serious direction in jujitsu and he went in a more serious direction with partying. So we went out separate ways, but he, he came back around. He still trains today. Yeah. Who'd win, who'd win in a, in a match? Uh, Gordon Ryan's younger brother or your older brother? But yeah. Gordon Ryan's younger brother. for sure. <laughs> Bro. He's ben, good. He gives me training. I, know, that I, just, I just, I look at him. I see like what he does. I'm just, I look at him. I'm like, no, that kid's not beating me. And then I uh, saw, I didn't actually see what he did to Uriah Faber, but I saw he beat Uriah Faber. I'm just like, I don't, it's hard. I don't get it. You know? Well, He's oh, not I've like been, intimidating looking. 
I've been at the, uh, I won't name any names, but I've been at the UFC Performance Institute, Institute with Nicky Ryan. And obviously some of the fighters there that were doing the grappling with him had no idea who he was. And they were getting very, very angry. <laughs> oh, man. He's very innocent looking and then he's probably popping your fucking ankle. You're like, fuck this little kid. I need <laughs> Nicky Ryan on the show. That's he's a hard man to get an interview with. This uh, Nicky Ryan, he? all he does is play Fortnite and go to the gym. That's what Nothing we want to talk about. That's what we want to talk about. <laughs> so here's here's what I'll do. Here's what I'm gonna do. Is I'm what do you know what what uh, system he's on? I'm not sure. I, I can you, find out right. for you. They got cross platform now, Menace. I know that Stan. So what's the question? Why are you asking what system he plays on? <clears throat> Just because I want to fucking know. All right. <laughs> Are you gonna well, see what kind of person he is? Like, is he like I was really say, a dude on a PC, or is he like a loser like me, like a console? I was gonna say you're gonna judge him off of what system he plays. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, what I think what the move is is me. We squad up and we just shoot the shit like that. We're we're playing the game and we're, you know, talking about fucking people up and shit. You know, that's that's a good way to do it. That's the Thank way to you. get through to him. Thank you. Now, in your spare time, are you playing any video games? No, I used to be like addicted to those things when I was younger. So I just, I, I came close to buying one for this quarantine because I was worried that maybe I wasn't going to be able to train. But then I, I stayed strong. I stayed strong thinking I would be more productive with my time without it. But I've done nothing productive at all with quarantine other than watch TV. I, mean, <laughs> I don't mean to be devil's advocate, but if you do, <laughs> boy, we could squad up, kill a bunch of people. Hey, have a good time or get fucking really angry together. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that like, does sound like fun. Dude, I remember when I got PS3 and I got introduced to this like playing online shit, you know, and I'm playing with like my younger brother, like a another professional like uh, MMA fighter, like a fucking uh, – a Marine and like two division one wrestlers, you know, we get beat and they'd be talking shit. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I just didn't get it. I'm like, no, I am like, where do you live? And they're like, yeah, they're like laughing. I'm like, I'll oh, fuck you up. You're like, our squad will kill you. They're like, yeah. Okay. I'm like, ah, I'm like losing it. Now I get it. You know, my first kind of video games, like I would drop my lady off the club, pick up a sixer, come home, like on a Friday night and be like, oh yeah. Yep, yep, behind your back. Like, <laughs> Menace takes his gaming very serious. Not, very well, serious. I try not to because I get, you know, angry. Not as serious as a boy, Chris Wade, but very serious. Yeah. Yeah. People are making money. Like, Craig, like, you have you have kids. You're, you see what these gamers are making these days? It's crazy how much money they More make. You. Yeah. You know, what? like yeah. you bust your ass every day, sweating, going like you're the best of the best, and there's people out there like, yeah, got him <laughs> six, okay, yeah, yeah, triple kill, and like Here, here's your million dollar check, like what the fuck? I, yes, I'm in this debate, like do I let my kids like crush video games or like get outside and start doing push-ups and shit? It's a better better career path, video games. <laughs> better for your, it's better on your body, right? As long as you, as long as you don't get fat though. That's true. Yeah, you That's get diabetes true. and shit, you know? Yeah, like O'Malley's making money playing video games. Demetrius Johnson. I, I think I hear Demetrius makes a killing playing video games. And then you look at like the FaZe clan and people like that. Or everyone sponsored by G Fuel. They make money playing video games. Whit Whitaker plays a lot of video games too, right? Whit yeah. Whitaker, I am pretty sure, makes money playing video games. But Whitaker does what Menace was saying. I think Whitaker plays Rich. 
plays no, but he plays games sometimes and turns it into like an interview. Oh, oh right. Yeah, like or he'll interview people while he's playing video games. Or maybe yeah. he does interviews while playing video games. Yeah, that's what I just said. I tell you what, if you want to interview me and I don't fucking really want to talk to you, like, yeah. Like I can play my game, I think I could talk, you know. Whoa, yeah. whoa sh- hang on. We got we got a squad and I'd be <laughs> Uh, we're gonna work that out one day we'll have like one what do you do do with your free time or it's like jujitsu diet chill well he said tv what does he watch yeah yeah basically tv i mean up in this is the first apartment i've had i've been living full-time on the road for probably the last two and a half years so just basically watching netflix on there now i've got this apartment in uh in new york so really yeah more of the same really uh just bullshit on netflix documentaries Everyone was watching fucking Tiger King. What do you think about Tiger King? I, I was captivated, but I do say this. I appreciate it more as a non-American than an American. You know what I mean? I'm laughing from the outside. Ah, uh, like you guys are idiots. Like, oh, these fucking Americans. <laughs> Sounds about right, yeah. We, we have the same. We have the Australian version of that. Some fucking Crocodile Dundee shit, really. All right. We've had Jesse. Je- great movie. No, remember, we had Jesse Jess on the show. You know yeah. her? Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah, she said Crocodile Dundee is a inauthentic piece of shit. Inauthentic piece of shit. I, I mean, yeah, it's a it's exaggerated, right? It's Americanized I'm, Australian. Yeah, Paul, the guy who played it, Paul Paul Hogan, he was uh, he ended up bailing out of Australia, moved to America. He got in trouble. He made so much money off tourism for Australia with Crocodile Dundee. He just refused to pay taxes in Australia. <laughs> He's like, I've done enough for your country. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know, you gotta do, you gotta do. <laughs> so now you've been on the road. Where have you been? Everywhere? Yeah, but I mean, most of the time between Australia, the US, and uh, the UK, just super fights, seminars, training camps, just the rinse and repeat the whole time. But just got no real break, I guess, because like jujitsu guys don't really, we could compete every weekend, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's died down in the news, but how is Australia doing with the wildfires? The wildfires are done, right? Yeah, as far as I know, those those have completely stopped. I think uh, I just have to let it all grow back, and hopefully the animal populations come back as well. Yeah, because that's always on that meme of how crazy 2020's been. Australia burned, coronavirus, Kobe died. It's r- ridiculous. Ridiculous this year, right? Yeah. And now you're in Manhattan, so what's that like right now? Is it a ghost town? Are people outside? Are you walking around with the mask? Yeah, we have to we have to wear the mask basically full time, but we can get a fine now. You need the mask for the grocery stores. But yeah, it's a ghost town. It was pretty dicey those first uh I think the first two weeks of the shutdown because the streets were empty. Even the cops weren't coming out for those two weeks. And it was like uh just homeless people. And it was it was pretty dicey because it's like no one's giving them the donations and shit. They usually are. So these guys, it was getting wild on the streets. Yeah. And that's something the news almost, I was saying, we got to get our one friend on who's a cop, a captain in the NYPD. They were saying how a lot of cops were calling in sick and whatnot. And the news at first like reported that. And the police were like, why the fuck would you report that? That people now the people know that we're not out on the streets and they're going to start fucking committing crimes and shit. Yeah, they, they really were not there. I got this this app that tells you what fucking crazy shit's going on, Citizen or whatever. And I remember when those cops went out, it was like armed robbery, like uh, mugging. Like it was like nonstop. And now, I mean, you walk around still, the cops have got more of a presence, but it's just like 
guys in like hats, sunglasses, masks. You know what I mean? It's kind of kind of dodgy. Yeah, it sucks. You know, my my brother sent me a meme, and it was like some guy going into it, like it was like, "Sir, I can't serve you without a mask." And he's like, "If I come back with a or no, I ain't paying for if, if I come back with a mask, I ain't paying for shit." <laughs> <laughs> Don't you feel like this will be life as normal now? The masks will just stay. That's what it's in. Well, well, in Asia's been doing it forever, no? I feel. Yeah, in yeah Man- they committed to it after in the Manhattan, first viruses. In Manhattan, because there's so many people per square mile, I think that's going to be the new normal in Manhattan. That'll be weird, Ram. Yeah, we're on Long well, Island. Like so- no contest and shit like that till like 2021 or 2022 or some shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. Cause we're like what, we're like forty five minutes from the city. It'll be a little different out here, but where you are, it's way yeah. too many people. Yeah, that's that's true. What kind of music are you into, Craig? What am I into, man? I listen to a lot of like classic rock and shit. Just put on a classic rock playlist, like ACDC. ACDC, yeah, both uh, Bon Scott and the uh, the British replacement. Yeah. Okay. Like that's like while you're warming up, do you do you listen to music and shit or? You know what? I, I stopped doing it completely these days. Uh, when I I don't even really warm up, I just go out there, just talk some shit just with the guys. These? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like if I uh, try to amp myself up too much, I get like uh, I don't know. I just get a bit more nervous for. Her. I like to just relax, pretend it's not going to happen, and then just walk straight out. Yeah, I like that. I yo, some of my best like performances, like not like when I go in the gym before I ever perf- compete, I'd you know warm up dumb hard but if you try to spar i just be like i don't feel like fucking doing this i do like one of these like all right fuck let's do it i'd fuck people up <laughs> it was weird. I'm like, i should just do this before i spar or fight yeah Go that's funny the yeah being relaxed out there is such an advantage hey yeah i've heard mixed reviews on it some people like to like sleep in the locker room before the fight some people like to pace and war- you know do that like you ever see like guys in mma They'll do like a simulated fight before the fight. They'll do like three, four rounds on the pads before they go out. Oh wow! Must be hard to work out what works for you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do any other sports growing up? Uh, I played a little bit of basketball. Played some Australian rules football, but that's it, really. Got into jujitsu pretty young. So you played Australian rules football's rugby, right? So the northern states is rugby, and the southern states would be like Australian rules football. Okay. And what's the difference so, between the two? It's it's kind of hard to describe. So Australian rules football would be like, there'd be like four goal posts. You can run with the ball. You can bounce it on the ground. You can kick it to each other, catch it. You score a goal through the, the middle post would be like six points. The outside would be one point. And there's positions for that, obviously, or like kind of. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got a got their designated position, but the game never really stops, like rugby or I guess like NFL or something. The game's okay. just a continuous thing. It would only stop if a goal was scored. The same guys are out the whole time, every time. Damn. So obviously, you there's a like lot a of. Why oh, are you still oh. going there? What's that? You were like a scorer. Were you a blocker? Right? Is that what like the positions? Uh, yeah, but you, um, I'm trying to think. I, I was not very good, so that would just put me wherever. You know what I mean? Got but um, yeah, you could be like you could be at the defensive end or the uh, the scoring end. But you could run 
as long as you got the ball, you could head down, head down either end, really. Got you. So there's a lot of people that are like, Craig Jones is my favorite grappler or jiu-jitsu guy. Who are some of Craig Jones' favorites? Like, who'd you watch as you were coming up? Who do I watch coming up? Uh, Marcelo Garcia, Bradley Ostima was always a, a big favorite. I feel like you can tell what time someone started jiu-jitsu by uh, who their their favorites are traditionally. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. Sorry, I'm just getting a call. It's the climate. Um, yeah, like, so for me, I was really into jiu-jitsu around 2009 when Braulio double hit a double gold at ADCC. So that was like the um, the guy for me coming up. Similar build and stuff. Did you train with him at all, Menace? I know he was down at the Black Zillions for a little bit. Who? Braulio Estima. Uh, a lot of those Brazilians, you know, have similar <laughs> names to me. You know? <laughs> now, what about Marcelo? He's black right. Belch. I do. I like a do jujitsu or black belch. <laughs> now you're right in the city. Marcelo's not far from you. Have you ever trained with him? I trained with him when I first visited New York in um, 2014. Went in there and trained, but it was back when I was mostly uh, a gi guy. So I, I got to roll with Marcelo and stuff back then. But uh, I guess the sport was a bit different, and I had a different focus back then. Yeah, and you know how there's like a the little bit of politics in jiu-jitsu. So it's not like now your Henzo guy, you can't jump over to the Meow Brothers and train with them, and you can't jump over to Marcelo's and train with him, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely not anymore. I guess it's like uh, becomes more real when they actually become your competitors. Like it's one thing to duck around when you're a lower belt, but once you're uh, sort of at the, the top of the team, you know, to go train with them would be a bit awkward. I mean, in your home city at least. Is Craig Jones ever open in his own school? Uh, I think one day. Just the, I just have no idea where I would want to do it. I've spent so much time traveling and stuff. It's like so many places to choose. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice question, Stan. That was a good one. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, when you after you're done and like you know you're washed up, if you will, like what what else can you what else can Craig J- Jones do? Like, do you have, like, a fucking, like, marketing degree or, like, you only know jiu-jitsu? I got a, what, I got a bachelor's degree in uh, psychology, but um, not enough to practice or anything. But, yeah, I'm, I'm committed to the, uh, the jiu-jitsu route. I think I'll definitely have to open a gym one day when the competition uh, ends. Well, I, so I, with that degree. You're, you're doing okay you tell, so far. Yeah, so with that yeah. degree, can you tell, like, how much of a piece of shit Stan is or? <laughs> <laughs> You don't no. need a degree for them. Oh, oh, oh wow! I just <laughs> yeah. We like to we like to you know make fun of each other here on this show. We have a good time. Well, you, I'm trying to. I mean, do you? I don't know, man. You just break legs and that's it. I feel you don't play video games. You don't. You watch TV. You travel a lot. Yeah, basically, just like I'd like to talk to you about girls and shit like that on the road, but you're married and I don't want to get you in trouble. Man, yeah, yeah, basically, pretty, pretty boring lifestyle right now. Just focused entirely on jujitsu. Well, it's not bo- I mean, it's not boring, but like, eat, sleep, know. train, and Netflix. Yeah, I mean, we could be like, yeah. oh, so how much time do you spend in the hyperbaric chamber? And do you pump <laughs> your legs? Do you stretch? What's your diet like? Like, I don't really care about that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so now, even like, it's tricky with jujitsu, especially this leg lock and shit. So I've heard like John Danaher say like, oh, I want to, he said something like it. 
It's like, why do you like leg locks? He was like, because I want other people to have a fucked up leg like mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, do you have any do you have any remorse once you snap someone's ankle or any thought that goes into it? No, 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 no remorse. I mean, sometimes it's like a, like if they like Vinny on the weekend, I was sort of like, uh, man, like I actually like Vinny. He's a pretty cool guy and stuff. So it's like, yeah. I just feel bad that he made me do that. You know, it's like, bro, <laughs> we didn't need to do it. It was, we didn't need to prove that, you know, that it worked. Just that, feel bad for him, really, you know. <laughs> that, that's like after you break his leg, you're like, why'd you make me do that? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah but I'm, the thing is, you know, like when, like when I was competing, like you signed the dotted line, you fuck. You knew this had potential that I would kill you. And then even with jujitsu and even MMA, like you have at any point in time, be like, enough, I'm good. I've had enough. But yeah. you want to stay in there. So listen, I'm a killer. That's what I do. Yeah, like I'm 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 more than happy to to, to do it in the moment. It's like uh, but it is if like if you apply a submission right. to someone and they're like uh and they don't tap and they make you break it, then I always think to myself like either they didn't think my technique was good enough to break it. They didn't think I was going to break it. You know what I mean? Like, what's the thought process when they know they're they're fucked? You know what I mean? Well, that's what's crazy about the leg locks too. Is um, I forget who said it, but I'm sure a lot of jujitsu guys have said it. You're not even going to feel the pain, or you're going to feel the pain, and when you feel the pain, it's too late with a leg lock. Yeah, basically, if you have like the best is to trust that your opponent has good technique because they're, they're so catastrophic. So it's like, for me, if someone locks up the grip, once the grip's locked, I'm just going to tap to a leg lock because it'd be like half a second to a ACL surgery. You know what I mean? Like catastrophic right. injuries there. Yeah. Oh, and even that, Vinny was like, nah, my knee's good. My ligaments are good. It just broke the bone. That's pretty much yeah. what he's saying. Yeah, which is super rare. You, I mean, usually like uh, it's usually guys with flexible hips can dodge pressure on the knee and it breaks the ankle. But uh, Vinny's got such flexible uh, hips, knees, and ankles that the next, the weakest link in the chain was the uh, was the shin bone, the fibula. But I mean, it's happened from time to time. I've seen other, I've seen the outside heels especially break people's tibia as well, and that's the real, the real bad one to break. Yeah. Like. I mean, I don't know, like when I would be training and I would supply, uh, apply a submission, it would be 100% right to the point of like, <laughs> they, they're, they should like, like to an armbar, like, like they should like the, my next inch, they should tap. And I would like go hard and then stop right there and just ease into it to get the tap. Do you guys train like that? When you are like, when you're about to break a it was like one more, it's going to break. <laughs> like, or it's just whack. Uh, you should have tapped sooner when I had my my lock. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, we focus on like uh, obviously being pretty careful with uh, training partners and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is really their responsibility to get that tap off. But I'm not going to be ripping anything. Something we do in the gym uh, at Henso's is uh, whenever we apply an armbar to each other, we won't finish the armbar. We'll give them time to uh, try to hitchhike or escape or try to come up on top to build that. Uh, defensive response to try and slip out and if i try to hitchhiker and i can't move then i'll just tap knowing full well they're not going to break it and knowing that in competition probably the break's not going to happen until my movement stops right yeah I like that, that. that's a room full of killers that blue basement yes yeah, it's, it's especially tough uh tough right now because obviously the quarantine's on so any of the top guys are really in their train and usually get a few more rest rounds 
Silver Fox is still in there, right? Yeah, man. He's good, dude. He looks so He's unassuming. So good. I remember going in there. I'm like, dude, this guy is like 90 years old. Like, I'm going to fucking crush his ass. And I'd be going with it. And I'm like, I'm like, clearly stronger than him. And next thing you know, like, my arm's like over here. And I didn't like it. Just like, he like makes things wander. <laughs> like, he'll grab it soft. And you're like, I can just rip it out. But I'm like, not going to use my strength, you know? Next thing you know, my arms, I'm like, oh shit, he's about to fight. Fuck, motherfucker. <laughs> And then, like, I'd be casting twice. I'm like, all right, now I got to start muscling up on this fucker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing what he can do, man, because he does not look capable. Right? I feel like that's a room of deceptive killers. Yeah. Like, a lot of people you look at and be like, I'm about to fucking pretzel this guy up. And then before you know it, he's inverted. He's got your leg. And you're like, oh, my God, it's coming. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely some un- unknown killers in there. The worst guys to go with. That might be a new thing, though, now. Like, when someone goes for your ankle, it's like, oh, shit, he's about to Craig Jones me. <laughs> Hopefully. Good marketing. He's about to Craig yeah. Jones me. Because I used to train with uh, Marco Scavao, and anytime he would get, as soon as he would get the lock, he would just let go and stand up. And I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that doesn't count as attack. You just touch your hands together and like, no. Yes. <laughs> but then the flip side of that coin is, remember that time? You know of Marco yeah. Scavao? Uh, I, th- I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. Loro, uh, there was a kid one day. We were doing pro class MMA training, and, like, the round – Loro was fucking this kid up the whole round. The round ended, and the kid, like, punched Loro in the back of the head after the round ended. So the whole oh, gym, wow. like, went to beat this kid up real quick or, like, get at him. And we were all like, yo, yo, yo. And Loro went, no, 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 no. Made us all back up. He was like, we go again. We go again. And Loro tore this kid's whole fucking knee apart. Like, immediately sat guard, whirled for a leg lock, and heel hooked this kid. Popped his knee, popped his ankle. Like, you know. <laughs> Sounds very well deserved. Yeah, you yeah. can't. It's as, that, it's as dangerous punching someone in the back of the head. Probably more dangerous with the brain. Your leg will heal a little bit, even though it'll be a little fucked up. But, yeah, that's some dangerous shit. Yeah, that's for sure. That's, and that's something funny with our MMA fighters that train. MMA fighters are always so terrified of leg locks. And I'm like, how are you scared again? Your leg broke when you're happy to, to eat concussions. It's just like different look on things, right? Yeah. No, like, I, when, yeah, when I would go to Henzo's, I would go with uh, heel hook Eddie. Oh, yeah, that's a scary right? guy. So he would like, he, first he would hit his like, his main like go-to heel hook, like get it, like, all right, cool. And then he would start hitting from different spots. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, bro. If we were fucking MMA, I would punch you in the fucking face and break your whole shit. You wouldn't be heel hooking nothing. I wouldn't say it like that, but I'm like, all right, I get it. You can heel hook me. Go for something else. Yeah, yeah I, I actually never trained with Eddie because he's, he's not there anymore. But those are the stories I hear that it would be like, uh, if he could heel hook you one time, he's going to do the exact same move a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, you go with what works. Yeah. And that's no like mercy. A, yeah, if it's not broke. Don't you know what what's the term? If it's not broke, don't Craig, fix I'm it. I'm a white belt one stripe. Yeah, I know. I mean I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it to you. I'd mix it up a bit. Sandbagger, Craig. He just never trained in the gi, so nobody promoted him. Nobody promoted. Promote yourself. Yeah. yeah the, I'm a white belt one stripe. I, I like that. I like beating black belts and being I'm a white belt. See, look, it's right here. <laughs> and then he'll even sh- he shows the tab. Nope, one stripe. See? One stripe. <laughs> That almost makes it a little more like, oh, no, he's trained before in the gi. He's got one strike. Yeah, that makes it worse for sure. Yeah. So now seminar games off right now too, right? 
Yeah. Did you have a whole bunch lined up that you had to cancel and shit? I canceled a few, but luckily I just finished doing a bit of a tour of the U.S. So, like, I think I ended up doing like 12 or 13 seminars over a certain amount of weekends. So I was like, I was good with having a break off those for a while. Yeah, they could be a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like such a silly thing to complain about, but it's just like they can be uh, exhausting, exhausting running through those, having to, like, uh, obviously teach, speak to everyone, and then try and train with everyone in the room. Everyone's trying to kill you. So two two price or two prices I'm gonna throw out there. Let's say somebody wants to do a Craig Jones uh, seminar. They want you to come do a seminar. What's the what's the cost? What's it gonna run them? What's the cost? I usually try and work out uh, just sort of a, a fee per Percentage? person. Yeah, because okay. I used to do a flat rate, but then um, sometimes you show up to a gym, there'd be no one there. Sometimes there'd be a hundred people there, so it's like. Uh, Flat rate, sometimes you get ripped off. So usually I try and do a, a percentage with a gym, try and speak to the gym owner. It's hard though, because you, you go to a new city. Like if I'm traveling around, maybe I go to somewhere in Europe, you know, you want to pick a gym that everyone's welcome at. But sometimes some gyms hate each other so much. Even if they wanted to come to my seminar, if it was at this guy's gym, right. they're like, fuck that, I'm not going, you know? So you got to try and seminar, do, working out the seminars can be kind of difficult to pick the, uh, the neutral ground, you know what I mean? Me personally, I just be like, I like flat rate. Cause if you get two people or whatever, I know what I'm getting paid. That's what it is. Like if there's two people there, like you guys should have did better. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And there's a thousand people there. Like there's good energy. You could fucking, you know, uh, someone wants Craig Jones to compete. What's your competition rate? What's the competition? So I'll, I'll do it on a sort of a floating scale, right? So if it's like, uh, if it's a, if it's against an opponent that's not going to gain any, um, it's not going to improve me in the the rankings. Basically, if it's not going to improve my status in the sport, okay. I'm going to be looking for a lot of money. But if it's someone that uh, I see as like sort of a legend of the sport, someone that's going to get a lot of eyes on the match, then I'll look to do it for a lot less and let them take the lion's share of the of the pay because it's sort of the indirect earnings from like DVD sales and just being able to teach bigger seminars and stuff. So I'll really float it depending on the opponent. Because uh, the mess and the man are working on doing our own little, you know. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. How you doing? And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe have Craig Jones. Well, you know, if you don't compete, we have you to show up and just fucking, you drink beers and shit. What do you, do you smoke Sometimes. devil's lettuce? What, what do you, what's, what's going on? Do you party? Not, not too much anymore. You know, I mean. Well, I mean, yeah, because you, your, your schedule is all your, all year long. It's not like you have like, all right, December I could party because. Yeah, that's why I'm envious. MMA fighters like the, they'll get into a camp. They'll have the fight. They'll have a fucking blowout and they'll get back to it, you know. But it's yeah. like sometimes it's like I compete every month, every three weeks. Yeah. But yeah, I like where you were going with that menace. And especially now that Craig Jones is in New York, that's where we were yeah. doing it. We were doing it right over the bridge in Queens. And then we eventually want to go to New York. But now this shit's going on. We had an event for. April 11th, and the coronavirus killed it. Killed it? Yeah. Shit. We were going to do amateur MMA fights with some submission underground style matchups. Like, you know, Aljamain Sterling? Yep, yep. We had him. He was going to do one. We had a couple of girls, you know. Oh, um, he would like this one. We were going to have a blonde fighter and, and that girl, Sonny, that trains over there. Yep, yep. Versus uh, Jessica Penne and... Uh, Beck Rollins. Beck Rollins. 
Oh, shit, that'd, that'd get some good buzz, hey? Yeah. yeah. You guys have to rebook that. You know Katya, the blonde chick from Henzo's? The blonde one, yeah. She's, yeah. she's fought for the title, right? Yeah. Oh, no, you... Or Ka- that's Caitlyn. Yeah, yeah. Kate, we were going to yeah, have yeah. Caitlyn, and then we are going to have Katya. Katya's the one who just does jiu-jitsu. One of Dan That's right. Girls. Yeah, there's t- two of them, yeah. Yeah, we were going to have her on. We had a few Henzo guys, and then we had a few of the, you know, the Egyptian wrestlers at Henzo's. I don't know. I don't think I met those guys. Yeah. There's a group of Egyptian wrestlers that train at Henzo's. We had a few of them that were going to fight MMA fights, but this fucking coronavirus. But when, when we, do you guys reckon it'll be, you guys will be able to do it again? Could be a long time. Hey. Yeah, we were rescheduled. In the summer, maybe? I don't know. We had Seriously. rescheduled for May 30th, but they shut everything down until at least June, so we fall in that window. So maybe July, August, depending on what they do. But then even that, we were talking last episode, when you when we finally do an event, we're almost going to be like guinea pigs where people are who's we don't even know if people are going to come out for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's the scary part. It's like uh, how scared will people still be when things open back up or we well, go craig jones you come i'll have a custom craig jones mask i'll get <laughs> uh, drinks wherever you want we'll hang out have a good time you know make fun of people whatever you want to do <laughs> yes that sounds good and what we're working on is maybe going big dog status like uncle chael and trying to put on a show with no fans for the first one. Oh, yeah. nice yeah, I was talking to Frank about it, Menace. Maybe we'll do something like that just to appease the sponsors and to let the fighters know that we want to be the fighter's show. Okay. What you guys should do. I mean, Chao, Chao hasn't gotten busted yet. Yeah, we'll get busted. Yeah, but though. he's over there in fucking Oregon. Does anyone <laughs> yeah, even know there? Like, yeah, it's, it's in a random uh, barn. Or, New York is fucking the last for everything. Like, MMA, anything cool. New York's like, no, stop. No, you can't have guns. Don't smoke weed. <laughs> Anything. Oh, you oh, you're not you don't want to wear a mask? Jail or fine, you know, they're not fucking around here. We got a, a lot of liberals. At least we don't have the, the snitch law where you get no uh, you get paid to snitch people around. Yo, we had we weren't getting paid for it, but we had the snitch thing, the Blasio, the mayor. Oh, they this, sending the dick pictures, right? Yeah, he was getting dick pits <laughs> and fucking uh, not, like SWAT stickers and Nazi shit sent to him. Stan, yeah, that's you funny. Penis shot, Stan? I should have. I didn't though. Everyone else handled weird. that. Nah, you did. Yeah. You, you show him your fucking fire crotch. <laughs> no. <laughs> never. I would never send a dick pic to another dude. Come on. Hey, you're a man. No. Make. <laughs> But Craig, you're the man. We'll definitely uh, we'll slide in your DMs and see maybe if we could work something out in the future. Because now, that, especially that you're in New York, if you were in Australia or another part of the country, we would have flown you in. But that would have brought our budget up a little bit. But now it'll be a little Uber car ride right over. So, uh, awesome, yeah, yeah, I'm keen for him. And then also, we've been to we did an episode at Henzo's. We had Henzo and you know Steve Maraboli. Yep, yeah. We had them on the show. Maybe when this whole quarantine is done, we're going to come back in the Henzos and maybe we'll get you live there. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Fucking bro out, you know. Yeah, we sure. actually we need to get Donna her on the fucking show. Yeah, I mean, I've the only podcast he's done is Rogan, I think, right? But you guys so, can pull it off. Dude, I, he's Like if if you if he told me he cut off someone's head, I'd be like, yeah, that's not about right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Well, what I did was I took the knife, and when I took the knife, I sliced them like this." You know? Well, my my theory is he's the uh, Long Island serial killer. Uh, oh, the Gilgo Beach. Yeah. Killer? Bro. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's it's either him or my friend Rob. It's either him or Rob Bones, Menace. The bot my bodybuilding friend. Oh my god. Donovan blows your boy out of the fucking water. No, I'm saying who would be the Long Island serial killer. Like Rob has those qualities too. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. But- you want to give him the story? He'll like it. Oh, which one? There's many ones. Which the one? power tool ones. Oh yeah. So my friend, he sent me a video. He and he, bro, he now has recycled that video, and he has. I'm an essential worker. And he. Oh had, wow. He took a sawzall, like you know, a sawzall, like a power tool. Yeah. And he put a dildo on the end of it. <laughs> and then he had a girl over, and he was using the power tool. You know, yo. <laughs> He put on a hard hat, put on like a an orange vest, and then fucking he sent me a video like, oh, I'm about to go to work. Show me the power. And then he goes like this, and the camera pans out, and it's a girl laying there, and he's using the power tool on her. He was like, it could have gone really bad. Had that fallen off and the blade, like, it would have been a mess in here. I would have had a fucking barrier, dude. Well, he said, because he's like, a brave gal. I'm like, how'd you do that? Yeah, right. You probably didn't know. She had no clue. I'm like, how'd you, you do know that? There's a real blade underneath there. I'm like, how'd you do that? And he said, I just slid the blade into the dildo. And then I'm like, bro, you're fucking nuts. He's like, bro, if that thing slipped, I'd be calling you up to help me hide a body instead of sending you this video. And I was like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. But, but we need. Yeah, to get, he might be. He might be the guy. We need to get Danaher on and Gordon Ryan. We've almost had Gordon yeah. on before. We played a little phone tag with him. He's good friends with Kyle Serm, but yeah. we just haven't landed that plane yet. Yeah. But we're big fans of Craig Jones. We appreciate yep. you for coming on the show. And we'll definitely uh, do thanks this for again. Having me. For sure, guys. Thank you. All right. Stay Bye, safe Mike. out there. All right. <laughs> oh, oh. And, and next time, I'll do a shoey for you. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. I'll do a shoey with you guys as well. Oh, I like wow. that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love this. I love this where this is going. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. All Thanks. right, bro. Catch you later. Uh, Stan, do I try to hit up Eves? Uh, sure. Why? Where did where'd you leave off with Eves? Uh, that uh, six-ish. And he's, he just liked it. I'll um, hit him with a yo. Yeah, you just, you just got to get his email. But man, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Justin Gaethje is a little too busy for us today, but... Because I'm trying to... Because like you were telling me, PFL... Uh, is giving they canceled the season, right? Yep. And they're giving their fighters stipends. That's what they said that they were going to give. But they canned over half their roster. Yeah, like they should have just kept it secret that they were giving stipends because now it's actually a bad look because they bas- yeah. they basically went like, oh no, we're going to give a stipend to all of our fighters. This row down, you know, except for these guys. Right. Cause I, I know a couple of fighters, you know, and I hit, you know, I hit him up like, Hey man, what's up? You know? And, uh, they were just like, I asked them, you know, are you getting a stipend? That's pretty cool. Like, no, I thought I was, I'm not I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, they're only giving it to like, they're like the champions in every weight class. They're I'm only like, giving it to the guy who just won a million dollars. As opposed yeah. to the guy who, the, even like, uh, well, after if we get Eves on, we'll talk to him. But like, say like Eves, Randy Couture, and Sean O'Connell, those three. So if they're not paying those three a stipend when they use those three's like blood equity that they put into fighting to almost sell their brand, that's fucked up. 
Well, I hit up Eves. That's why I want to get him on the show. I said, uh, did PFL can you? And he said, PFL's canceled this year. So I'm like, I feel like he's... Why are you dancing around the question? Yeah. Are you getting paid or what, dude? Oof. But it's 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 tough, you know? Like, let's say you speak out against PFL not giving you the stipend. And they're like, fuck this guy. We're not bringing him back in, two, in 2021. Yeah. Get you me, know what I mean? So it's a weird. They'll be like, get me know. the Russian guy. He's re- he's replaced. Get kind me the of, Russian guy. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the UFC did when the thought of uh, what's more came out. A union came about. Anybody spoke up. As soon as you lost. Yeah. You know? Or the- I mean, hey, at the end of the day, I get it. It's business. Like those people running these fight organizations, like it's not like they have endless amount of money. Like they got families to feed, they got a certain lifestyle they live, you know. At the end of the day, they're competitors in their own mind. You know what I mean? Like it's a sticky situation because yeah, they're not. Yeah. You're all independent contractors. You're not an employee. So by yeah. by law, they actually don't have to do shit for you. Yeah, and a lot of those guys made over. What's it like? If you make over 150 grand. You don't you don't get the the with that relief check they were sending out right? stimulus check stimulus check. But I I would think that the loophole around that like I don't know I don't think you ever did it. Did you ever set up a business for your fighting career? I was going I was in the process of setting up an LLC and they're like it's a thousand bucks I'm cheap I'm like oh, I'm good. Yeah, like I know uh, I, I have a business account where I just do all my shit through you know. I'd imagine right. that some fighters could apply for a stimulus through that of some kind and say, I'm a business and this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. And I need some type of stimulus check to get me through the. One of the worst things oh, I saw. Okay. Okay. I got what you're saying. Like a small business loan kind of deal. Yeah. One of the worst things I saw is I saw like, I, I think it was um, the guy, Luke Thomas. He put po- like fighters were saying, you know, I want to fight to make money. I don't want fucking unemployment or something like that. I don't even think I can qualify for unemployment. And Luke Thomas started posting like, oh, no, nobody should be fighting during this time. And then he posted a thing like fighters can file for unemployment. And I just saw people ripping it apart in the comments. Like, why would a, you know, who the fuck would some people would be like, oh, no, this is the right thing. Like, this is what they should do. And then fighters were like, bro, I want to fight. Like, 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 I, like I was saying before to Craig, you know, what I mean, like with fighters, right, they have their coworkers, their training partners, right? Mm-hmm. There, you know, there's that, right? Obviously, fighting you have to get like fucking this close to somebody. You know what I mean? Whereas, like at work, like maybe I'm this far away from people some, sometimes without a mat. I mean, sometimes, you know, or or I'm sure like police officers, like when they go in the office, they don't fucking want to keep the mask on and that hat on for fucking six hours. And they want to actually breathe for a fucking second. They're talking to the boy who did the same thing and this everywhere, you know. Yeah, it sucks. Know. It's ruining the world right now, but we could talk about brighter things. So one thing that I did see was, um, well, a thing that you could actually relate to, because I saw Daniel Cormier said he could definitely relate to it, and I know for a fact you can, is remember all that time a little while ago when Robert Whitaker pulled out of the Jared Cannonier fight and people started saying, oh, it's um his daughter or one of his kids needed like a bone marrow transplant or something. Right. Those were all rumors. And he was like, Oh, that's bullshit. You know, like people just started spreading that he pulled out because he was burnt out. 
That's I it. heard that. I heard that today. Yeah, I read the story. He said that he did his first interview during, since that time, and he said he was running. It was a Sunday. It was, I, th- I think, Christmas, and he was fucking running up a hill doing his Sunday training, and he just had a moment where he was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is my life right now. You know, all I do is train. I got my kids at home. I want to go spend time with my family and shit. And he said he just stopped mid-workout, went home and fucking hung out with his family and then pulled out of the fight and then took some time off to, like, you know, I guess find his drive, clear his head. And I know you could relate to that because you pretty much had a similar situation. Granted, it was the split decisions, but you, at one point, you know, got burnt out a little bit. Yeah. Um... But the thing is, is like, I don't, I guess it's hard to, to say, you know, I'm trying to to compare it to like real work. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, those detectives out there that are working fucking crazy amounts of overtime that don't get to see their families, but they're also all that overtime. They're making a lot of money to bring home to their family. You know what I mean? So Robert Whitaker is essentially putting in overtime to fight which and all that overtime has put him in the position to fight on the biggest stage to make all that money for his family. It's, those are kind of similar, I guess. Like for and the reason why I bailed is like, man, I'm putting in all this overtime to make more money, and I'm not making it because fucking someone doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's he, he, you know, some of these wrestlers are just saying like, you didn't clock in. I didn't see that. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of, if you're translating, like, uh, you're translating fighting to like the, like a work, a real working man, I guess. Does that make any sense? Or I'm totally. No, that, that, that's exactly it. Like you were putting in overtime and it wasn't paying off. Yeah. And and then even for him, I guess you could say he was putting in overtime, but I guess it was just taking its toll on him. And he didn't want, you know? Yeah. He had that moment where he cracked a little bit and was like, I'm fucking done for the time being. And I I can understand that. Everyone gets burnt out. And fighting, people don't get it. You get it. Fighting is the hardest sport. Yeah. Like we talked last week when we had the the group chat on how hard wrestling is. Fighting's not that far behind. And wrestling, you get that break. Wrestling's a season. I guess if you're in the Olympics, it's a year-round thing. But Even wrestling, there's, there's breaks. Yeah. MMA is a year-round sport, and then especially for a training camp, it's, I guess, similar to wrestling in the sense that before the match, you'll be like, did I do enough? But a fight is like, I'm about to go get brain damage. Did I do enough? And that probably plays a lot of a mental game in your head, a lot of stress and whatnot, so he got burnt out. I tell you what, though, the the very top guys don't think about, like, oh, am I going to get brain damage? Usually, like a fighter will think about like, am I get like is after a loss and after they fucking are dwelling everything and like, when you win, you I've never I've never won and be like, man, well, maybe I should stop doing this because he's coming off. A I loss. might get hurt. He's coming off a loss, Whitaker. All right, he's coming off just losing his title, getting knocked out by Adesanya. That's right. So yeah, he's probably doing that reflection. Thing yes. in his head and and then he just had that moment where he's like fuck this and then the thing i read or when it got transcribed from him it said he just stopped mid-training and went home yeah next day pulled I get the- it you know yeah. like when i would be training and i'd be away from my boys and stuff like that i would 
because kind of the way I was raised, my father, he didn't come to a lot of my sporting events and stuff like that. And I kind of get it now. He's putting food on the table and, a, uh, you know, a house over my head and shit like that, you know. I get it a little bit. I'm not saying he did the right thing, you know. Um, but, like, my boys look back at my career. I want them to be proud of me and, like, the legacy I tried to put on our names. You know what I mean? Like, I would imagine, like, LeBron James and Kobe and all those guys, like, they probably don't see their kids fucking every single day, right? Yeah, definitely. Or, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, but they're also in that different spectrum, too. Like, I'm sure LeBron, when he's like, I want to see my kids, he calls up a private jet or private helicopter and gets brought right there. You know? Yeah, I mean? that, that's a little... And, like, they have money to have, like... Because as a parent, it's it's a, it can take a lot of you having your kids fucking. I remember going to a fight. I never brought my kids to any of my fights just because I wanted to be clear headed and like it's just extra energy to worry about. I remember Steven Siler, like his wife just had a kid, and I was passing his room. I heard the baby crying during fight week. I was like, "What? What? That's insane to me." You know, but like like you were saying, these higher. People making all this money, like even like Connor, like if you want to bring his kid, like, yeah, like nanny, watch my kid while I go over here and just make sure I don't, doesn't bother me. And my wife for fucking a half hour, I'll hold her, you know, and then all right, take this back to what I got to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Money could change things a little bit. For sure, man. But even like when we do get the boss on Dana, that's something I want to say to him too. And that you can relate to right now. Like we talk with Chris Wade. And I forget who else we talked about how we're in the leather helmet stage. Like, yeah. it will get to that NFL point if the sport keeps growing the way it is. And eventually, yeah, yeah like the the base salary will be a couple hundred grand or 900, whatever it is in the NFL or the NBA yeah. or something. It's going to take yeah. time, years. Like the NFL wasn't $30 million contracts on year two. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people that are watching the podcast right now or listening or, or uh, whatever, think of some questions that you want to ask Dana White because we're going to have him on tentatively Monday around 4 p.m. Uh, so it's going to be a good show. I don't know where I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if I'm going to say things. I don't know if he's going to be like, man, this is the best show I've ever been on or if he's going to be like, dude, you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> One of the best, bro. Like I told you, I watch interviews. The only yeah. pe- so even like Kevin Ioli, he'll do an interview with Kevin Ioli, and you could tell that they're friends, and yeah. that's why it almost he allows it. Like he'll be he'll be asked a question, he'll go like this, you know, because Kevin Ioli's like so now he, they they ask the same questions over and over again. Then they just word them a little differently to be like, no, I asked it differently. You should answer it. It's like no, you're asking the same fucking question. You're kind of digging and being a dick. Yeah. You know, like they're they're, um, they're like setting up for that bullshit question. I'm not interviewing Dana White. I'm going to shoot the shit with him. Yeah, 100%. What's up, big dog? Big fights come. You're the, hey, we're actually going to, yo, hang on. I want uh, our boy Frank at uh, Home Interior Materials. by. Home Materials by Anthony Jeremita. To make Dana White a cape. A cape? Yes. So okay. I'm going to, because we're going to talk about how not all superheroes wear capes. And here Dana White is throwing on goddamn cards 
during a coronavirus, we're sending him a cape. What are your thoughts on that? Love it. Love it. Like, because- say like UFC and like maybe a little Men's the Man logo on the bottom. Or a big D. Like uh, Superman has the big S. Yeah. Yeah, I like so, that. I like that. I like that idea. Because yeah, then I'm going to throw it at him. That, hey, it's in the works. We're already building it. Just yeah. send the address to send it to. Like, even like, obviously, there's a lot of people that would have gripes and they'd be like, oh, we don't make enough money. They don't pay. It'll get there, I think. And I think, like, um, I think I was talking with Kiesa or Megan Anderson, one of them. We were saying how the sport would be nowhere near where it is if it weren't for Dana. Like there was a time when yeah, yeah. when UFC fighters made like back in the day they would make like five hundred to fight a thousand dollars to fight like the old school UFCs. Then it hit that point where it was like two and two, four and four, six and yeah. six was like the pay scale, and the top guys, the main event guys, made like thirty, forty thousand. Now yeah. we're at like obviously a better point where it's the lowest you're making. It's ten and ten at like the. Eight eight. I I think the minimum's ten and ten right now. Is it? Yeah, I think so. After the contender series. They okay. made they made that. Like, no, I think the contender series fight is eight and eight. No, I think it's ten and ten or five. It might be five and five actually. But it might, the contenders might be five and five. But it's going right. up. It's slowly going up. Yeah. So that's just going to keep getting it eventually to the NFL, NBA, MLB. Hopefully. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll come up with some good shit for him. And yeah, I don't want to. I have one or two questions. I almost want to give him praise, if you will, and be like, bro. Been a fan my whole life to see what you guys did from UFC 30 to UFC 249. Like, I want to talk to him a little bit about family, right? And then I want to get this goddamn son on the show eventually. Yeah. One of them. Hey, what's it like being an anyway son? Yeah. His son's a stud. I think that's a cool... Isn't his son like a stud athlete too? I think so. One of them is. I think one of his sons is like a stud college football player or something. Or just got accepted or some shit like that. Was we'll, ask, we'll get the bottom line yeah, of it. Yeah. We'll get into it. We got some good shit for him. And then obviously we can ask him a, you know, upcoming fight question and whatnot. And then I want to tell him, like, we got to kill it. And then we're going to tell him, like, listen, fuck the other media. You see the questions yeah. they ask you. Come here and drop some news on us from now on. Yeah. Help us or get just, these yeah. Help us get these numbers up. Blow I'm gonna I'll put him on the spot and be like, blow menace up. He used to fight for you. He's bled in your cage. Throw him some fucking bones. And then I'm also going to bring up the Mac Rice fight. And I'm going to be like, Dana, I got something for you. I got a Hall of Fame-worthy fight. I want you to go watch it later tonight. Does Ken fight speed only a fight could be Hall of Fame-worthy? Yeah. No. I mean, fighters and fights, but they started inducting pioneers, actual fighters, and then they have like a fight wing of of their Hall of Fame. And they've inducted... The only yeah. one that I know off the top of my head is Diego versus Clay Guida. No, and then there's, uh, isn't there Forrest For, and... For, Forrest and Stefan Bonner. Yeah. Forrest as well. Have you not heard anything back from Eves? Nah. Remember we, uh, I remember I hit up Forrest too. What did he get back? Oh, and yeah, say? he said he'd come on. We got to get that cracker on one day. Hmm. Also, like... People, again, watching the podcast, suggest who you'd like to see on the show. I like that. Thank you. I keep telling Stan he's got to interact with the people more, but he doesn't. Interact with what people? Our fans. I interact with them all the time. Get out of my face, Stan, before I punch it. Who, me? Uh, 
Yeah, it's seven thirty. I think it's it's probably time to get on the sticks, right? Is it? What else you got, Buzz? Well, I had. Let me message Sam Alvey. See what he says. I had Sam and Rosa, but they were for later. But I then know, you want to like nine? I ain't fucking hanging. No. Out uh, Sam said he could do earlier. He said he'll make it work. And then uh, Rosa said he was going for a bike ride. And he'll let me know. Both guys got fights next week. And then what's his name said he was down, but I know he's not a texter, Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Am I? Do I get ballsy and throw Justin Gaethje a question mark? Did you just kick him the fucking link? Did I kick him the link? No. Yeah, just do that. Say, hey, link's in your fucking thing. I don't have his email yet. Uh, well, thing is, because old Menace is getting a little hungry. Are you? Yeah, I'm getting a little hungry, Stan. Oh, well, that was another thing real quick. I'll fill you with that one. Better wrestler. New York State. The, new, the Flow Grappling released the New York State D1, I saw that. D1 team. Do you have Flow Grappling? Uh, I think I, I throw like on, on Facebook. Yeah, but you need to have like an account to see the whole list. I saw the pic- oh, yeah. I saw the picture they put up. Gwiz was on there, so I'm assuming Gwiz is like the heavyweight. Yep. And then I didn't see the article, but I heard people talking about the article. I heard Gregor saying, "Oh, thank you for making me this." And then I saw Corey Jansen and Jesse Jansen were like, "What the fuck are you smoking, Flow Grappling?" Like 149 is Jesse Jansen's division. <sighs> so that raises that argument, and then I started reading some stats a little bit, and it's close. It's very close. They're both four-time All-Americans. No, Jesse is a three-time. Oh, Jesse the three-time. Oh, that's right. Both a one-time national champ, right? One-time national champ, but then you'll understand this. So, like, your All-American status, and I, I, Serm kind of related this. Serm was like, I came in eighth, and that made me an All-American, but I was nowhere near, like, you know, the top. Right. So, obviously, like, I would think one through four are, like, more prestigious. What? what? How much research did you do? As far as what? I, like on what? T- I did a good amount. I saw that like so. I'd have so to. So get- what? What places did each guy take throughout the years? Jesse has a first and two thirds. Okay, where Gregor is a first. Gregor, I had a first, and then I think he had like a five, a seven, and a four. Let me just double check it. But then also. Are we just- so the, the other argument is they, they're, they're saying that when Gregor was wrestling, the weight classes were more stacked. Yes, that like the year Gregor won the national championship was like one of, the, was, yeah. one of the most stacked classes. Yeah, and Gregor won it as... A true soft, a sophomore. Yes. Whereas but- Jesse won as a senior, I think. Yes. So those come into play a little bit? Um, well, in terms of like, Jesse was only going like up where Gregor like was good, the best, couldn't hold it, you know? Gregor has a fourth, a fifth, a seventh, and a first. But uh, something I went into my discussion in my own head was high school. I don't know how well high school counts or whatnot, but Jansen was like 200 and something and three. In high school. And what was Gregor? Um, Not that. Gregor was... 
Let's see. But even uh, like so, Jansen, his three losses were when he was in middle school wrestling on the high school team. Wrestling on varsity. Yeah, so he didn't lose his whole time in high school. Four years in high school, he didn't lose a wrestling match. But now you'd know better than I would. How much do you weigh in high school wrestling? It's well, the thing is, because you'll see, I've seen it a ton. Like you'll see a bunch of like state champs go to college and then do fucking nothing. And then you'll get someone like me, not saying I did anything. I didn't even make it to state tournament, but then I was ranked in, in college. You know what I'm saying? Where like some guys be state champs and not even get ranked in, in college, you know? Yeah, I'm trying to find Gregor's high school record. I know it was impressive, but I think he had like he had over ten losses. Uh but also Jesse went on to wrestle internationally as well. Yes, Jesse tried to qualify for the Olympics, fell a little bit short, but still. But then even that, like, I know Gregor retired because he thought he couldn't beat Jordan Burroughs, but he might have still done, you know, like if Jordan Burroughs is winning gold, you might have been fucking... Third, yeah. Yeah, like you might have been getting the bronze or you might have been something. Maybe even if you bumped up or bumped down. Yeah. It's, it's tough because they both... Is it a coin flip? Like, there's no definitive answer. It's a coin flip. It's so, it's, it's, because they had kind of different styles. Both very explosive takedowns. Um, I think, uh, I think that Jesse had a more dynamic he had a lot more different offense, like for his takedowns, where Gregor had this like you didn't know when he was coming, like pump double leg. Yeah. That he yeah. could shoot from fucking six feet away. Um they both were back point guys, but they did it way different ways, you know. So Gregor would go a two-on-one wrist tilt, whereas um Jesse did the crab ride. Which he made famous. Like, yes, and that's even what people were saying. They were like, his crab ride is probably the best crab ride, like, ever. Yes, yes, yeah. Where even uh, I, I remember you said that you had that moment where you were like, you tried the crab ride, and the guy was like, get the fuck out of here with that, you know? Well, so in high school, like, I would go on MySpace and, like, see what Jesse Jansen was doing. And it was it was the same, like, every day, you know? Like, he didn't post a lot on it, you know? But I'd go on and like, what's Jesse Dance doing? You know, as a big fanboy, you know, and I would watch his wrestling and I would, in high school, I would crab ride people all the time, you know, like that was my shit, you know? And then in college, you know, it's a whole different caliber. I wasn't that good at it. But now his, but, his crab ride still worked in college. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a coin flip, I guess. And then I yeah. think that that was part of people's argument was that Gregor was a four-timer, where Jesse was a three-timer. I guess they didn't equate, they didn't care about the, the high school too much. They cared about the college more because the college, the high school is obviously people are good, but they're not that same. D one colleges, these are the best of the best. Yes. Uh, you could also take into you know so like 
Maybe one reason, if Jesse had gone to a different school, maybe he could have been a four-timer. The reason why I say that is because he went to Harvard. So he had to be, I think he was also on the Dean's list. Yeah. It wasn't like he was just like, I went to college. I was like, I I maintained a a 2.0 at like a state school. He went to an Ivy League school, was on the Dean's list, and was a three, like, I've heard. And he graduated in four years. I've heard that story. I imagine his plate was a little heavier than Gregor's. I've heard that being the story too. Like I know I've mentioned to you Ryan Lang before, and I know you you know Ryan Lang. Yes. He, he had that too. He was like, if I would have went to fucking any other school, I would have done a lot better. He's like, I went to Northwestern, where my academic plate load was so fucking difficult that it affected my wrestling. Yeah. Um. But I tell you what, not only because I know both gentlemen, but just I was big fans of both of them wrestling. Uh, that's one match I would have loved to see like in their prime. Like if you could pick, take two people and have them wrestle each other, that would be one of them. But even that, that's like a, a four to two finish or something, right? Like a four, someone's winning four to three. It's a close match. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like that's very debatable right now. And then even I Googled, like a hypothetical, and it was an old conversation. It was right. It was like on a wrestling chat board right after Gregor had won the national championship, and that's what people were saying. Then you could also go the route in Gregor's favor. Gregor was a four-time national champion and or a four-time uh, All-American, one-time national champion, fucked up on drugs. The man was on drugs. Yeah. Imagine if he wasn't on drugs. But, well, that could go either way. Yeah, that could go either way. And even that's something I heard. Well, obviously, Gregor, even when he was fucked up, was a tireless worker. Like, had the same work ethic. Like, still worked out and shit like a maniac. No? That came after? Because that's what I heard he about. Would, he was... He would tell me, too. He said, I used to be the biggest piece of shit. Like, second strings would, like, take him down, and he, would, he wouldn't even try to get up. He, he was would a, just let them... He was a gamer, Gregor. Yeah. Like when the lights yeah. went on. Because then even yeah. that's what I saw about Jesse. They said Jesse was like the consummate yeah. pro- professional. Or like or like when Gregor was wrestling, he said he, like he would dog every sprint and then win the last one. <laughs> or no, he would dog every sprint and then uh, Tim Flynn would be like, all right, whoever wins the next race, the next sprint can sit. So Gregor would fucking and, be, and then sit out and be done. But- and pe- other guys would be so fucking pissed. Because they're bustler ass for every sprint down and back. And then when it comes time, push the shove, where like, if you win, you could be done. Greg would be like, <laughs> Yeah. Cause I, He's th- so funny. We got to get him back on the show. What I was reading about Jansen is they said Jansen is, was like the tireless worker. Like, never stopped yeah. training, never stopped working. Oh. So that's what they say about him, like, when he was in high school. was like It was like him. He had like two other buddies that would just train all the time and just travel as a, as like a, a group of three or four and just go fucking wreck people in tournaments and just. Yeah. And then I saw this one thing where you ever see like Rocky four where he, I mean, Drago kills Apollo and then Rocky puts the picture on his mirror. Yeah. He got pinned Jansen. And in the paper, it said like Jansen pin. So he hung that picture up on his mirror. And said, yeah. like, that's never going to happen again. And then he never, that's when he went on that run of never losing in high school. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd assume when he graduated high school, he crumpled the picture up. Or maybe he still has the picture. Who knows? I don't know. I, uh, 
would do shit like that, like hang inspirational shit like in front of the treadmill, like I'm not gonna stop and listen to like the one song I used to run to all the time was In the End by Linkin Park. Yeah, that was big around. That I time. try so hard and got so far. In the end, it doesn't really matter. Because the thing is, is like I want to be a state champ, but what a state champ doesn't like guarantee you so much money, or a state champ doesn't like get you a job. Yeah, it's like a, it doesn't really matter to it, be a state it, champ. It fills you up in here though, and up here. Right. Yeah. Right. So I like so I would run to that like I just want it. I just like there's no. It doesn't give me anything tangible, but I wanted it. Yeah, Lincoln Park was the jam back then. Like, you know, remember yeah. in high school wrestling, I don't know if they did it in college, but when I wrestled in high school, how you would come out and before yeah. and you'd run in the circle as a team. Yeah. That's what yeah. our our team used to come out to paper cuts. Oh. By Lincoln Park. Yeah. And then we'd you know, you'd run in the circle, then you'd get stance in motion, you start moving around. That so way. Jesse Jansen was two hundred and three. What was your record in, in high school? Stand. I was a 500 wrestler. What was your record? Was the question stand? I was like 14 and 14. <laughs> oh wow! You only wrestled one year. I wrestled 11th grade, and I separated my shoulder before the season started. Like th- trying to throw a, like a takedown attempt by, separated my shoulder, and then the next year, my first year, I was the starter on varsity. So I lost like my first nine matches. And then I finally, like, something clicked and I realized how to wrestle. I think I was, like, 112 and 26 or something like that. Yeah, you had a good a good high school record, I remember saying. But, like, I remember wrestling kids and I would wrestle them and they'd be like, yeah, he that kid's going D1. That kid's going to fucking... I wrestled a kid who went to heart. Like, all D1 kids I'd wrestle because I was in a, you know, what is it, Division One. Our our team sucked that year. Yeah, but the thing is, is D you know D three high schools could still go Division one. Yeah, but I just had a lot of studs. Like I would get kids that they'd be like, "Oh, that kid's going to fucking Harvard. That kid's yeah. going to fucking Buffalo, Bloomsburg, all these colleges." And I'd be like, "Ah, uh, this is my first year wrestling. Is he good?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, that means he's good." Like I didn't even know what you know. I didn't even know what that meant. Like that kid's going D one. I'd be like, "What's that mean?" Like D one, D one in D one in high school? No, D one college. Like, he's really fucking good. He's going to fuck you up. But, what kind of people are you hanging around, Stan? What do you mean? In high school? If I knew one of my teammates was about to get fucked up, I wouldn't be like, hey, you know that guy over there you're about to wrestle? He's really good. Like, you're probably going to lose. I yeah. would never. After they got off the mat, I'd be like, I was going to tell you before the match, but I no, knew that guy was going to fuck you up. <laughs> they, they wouldn't say you're probably going to lose. They would tell me how good he was. And then I'd go like, man. And I would always what think. Makes, yeah, but what, what, what would make someone think that was going to like, oh, yeah, he's going to learn it. Like, but you know what I always had in my head? I always had in my head, like I'd size them up. Like I'd fuck him up if there were other rules. Like if this was a fight, I would yeah. either choke him out or fuck him up. He used to take you down, ride your ass. No, I had that a few times in practice. Like I had one time in practice, this one kid was like, show me some jujitsu. I was like, all right, shoot in on me. He shot in on me. I immediately fucking anaconda him. Then I had another, I, the same kid would always be like, show me jujitsu. I would show him triangles and shit. And then my wrestling coach would be like, stop that jujitsu shit. And he'd hit me with a wiffle ball bat. I like that. Yeah, he was an animal, my wrestling coach. He was, uh, he was like an Olympic judge and shit. He was pretty famous in the wrestling community. People know who he is. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. So we're undecided on the Jansen Gregor. 
conversation. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? We're going to have to get them both on the show and hear their side of the story. Okay, I like that. So take a nice little clip of what we spoke, you know, of the question, put it up, put who, you know, we'll put a, a poll up and then we'll also like, hey, both you guys come on the show and then let's hear your side of it, you know? You think Jessica could, st- Jessica could probably still wrestle? I noticed even their ages, they're not that. Oh my God, yeah. But he's not probably where Gregor is. No. Gregor is 33, I believe, and Jesse's 38. And we've seen Jesse. Jesse's still in fucking shape. Hey, I'm like if they were wrestle right now, I would say that Gregor would probably win just because he's he trains every day and like you know still wrestles and shit like that. But I still think it'd be a very close match. It'd be competitive still. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure even be... Jesse probably has those positions that he's like good at for life. Yeah. Like when he's 55, he's going to crab ride his daughter's boyfriend. Like, oh, I'll show you a thing or two about wrestling. He's going to fuck him up real quick. I, I also, I tell you what, though. Let's, like, I'm just saying, like, guys, meet right now. Go. Bang. Gregor's going to win. If Jesse started training for it for, like, two months, I don't know. Be interesting. Yeah. Jesse's, yeah. Jesse's bigger than him now. No? No, he's not. No way. Muscular-wise, Jesse's jacked. He's not? He's jacked, but Jesse's like... He's like a buck 65. Is he? Yeah. Okay, so it'd be interesting. Maybe, maybe 170. I doubt it, though, but he's like a buck 65, dude. Imagine if we could put that on. I mean, he'd probably save it for Beat the Streets. Like, we'd set it up, and then that'd be headlining the next Beat the Streets. We'd be like, yeah, you got... You guys are going to do it for us, Jesse. Start training, then we'll see the posters the next day. Well, the thing is, is like, Jesse actually has, like, a career. Yes. Where he actually works and, like, where Gregor can just, like, buckle down and train six hours a day every day. I don't know. I don't know. All right. We'll give it till eight, and we'll see if these people come on. Give them a few minutes, and then we'll do a quick time. Ooh, I don't like that face. Yeah, I'm not. Why not? Because Stan, either I one of them. Tomorrow. So I what? Kill people. What do you got to do? I got to eat, and I have to kill people. Who do you have to kill? Random people on the internet. Oh, you're trying to game. Yeah. I only have a short. You know, these days I only have a short time, like attention span. A short. Especially att- now I gotta wait. You should have. You know, you should have did a better job playing, Stan. I did. I told you to get Craig for seven, and then you told me Craig for six earlier. What happened? He could say you could only do earlier. He was trying to do even earlier than six. Oh, how early was he trying to do? Like four. Oof. And what you think you'll be able to pull? What what time are you usually done with work? Three fifteen. What time are you usually back in your house? Like what time? If we do Dana on Monday, what time would you be in the man in the menace cave? I'd have to come right from work, just get dressed real quick, throw a shirt on, come down here. Like usually, I walk in my door like three thirty-eight. Okay. Forty. Okay. So we'll be able to. And pull that's that off. I'm just kind of cruising. And just, if I gun it, I could be home at three thirty. You know. Yeah. 
which is not worth it. Because let's say I get pulled over. Then I miss Dana. Why would you get pulled over? If I was speeding, Stan, it's against the law to speed. Is it? Even if you're the menace? Stan, you're being stupid now. Even if you got the Rich Schaefer connection? You're being... That doesn't mean anything, Stan. Why? You don't have a PBA card? Listen, you can't just be... Rich Schaefer is a good man, but I wouldn't say his card is invincible. Long Island, it might be. Stan, I don't... No, you gotta, you gotta play his card down. You can't... You gotta have faith in him. Bad luck. It's a bad luck, Stan. Saying, hey, I got the Rich Schaefer card. I can do whatever I want. You just... What's a bad luck? You're the one who just said you're gonna be speeding and get pulled over. I said, or... And then I said, I can't do that because it's against the law. Oh, what? You can't speed? Yeah. Okay. Saying if I did, I could be home at 3.30 if I needed it to be. So, yeah, like we were talking about with Craig Jones, something else I want to do. Something else I want to do is try to set up that gaming. Like yeah, I, I'm I had the shit working. I don't know. Fucking my OBS is retarded, but... All right, bro. I got to go eat something. All right. Well, here, I got Sam coming on now. Can we do 10 minutes with Sam? Go ahead. Knock it out. Um, yeah. What are you going to eat? I don't got to figure it That's what I'm saying. I got to figure it out. It's not like it's already ready to go, Stan. I got to cook it. Oof, you took a real turn to negative town here on me. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. What do you, oh, and you're on your computer too, so it's not like you can um yeah. take it with you. Like that. What if I transfer you onto your phone? Does that sound insane? Yeah. What if we tra- I'm saying, what if we transfer Just your- do ten minutes, let's go. Oof. Jeez, I, I, I can't focus for longer than an hour and a half. Now we're coming up on two hours. Are we? Yeah. You know that, Stan. Don't play dumb. No, we started a little bit after six. Yeah, so we're coming up on two hours. So at 8.06, we'll be at two hours. Yeah, we'll be wrapped up by then, hopefully. We'll get a few minutes with Sam. I'm leaving at 6. That's why I'm saying. Why don't we transfer you to your phone? Show us a little cooking with the menace. No? No. It's like I use my phone to probably order food. Oh, fuck. They're probably where I wanted to get food. Probably isn't even open now. Ooh, they're definitely not open. Where were you going to get food from? Greek place. Why don't you call them right now? Cause I don't think they're open now. Cause it's past six. They're not open till eight. Probably not. They're usually closed at nine. When before quarantine. Which Greek place you getting? You know the spot. I'm Montauk. Cosmos. Yeah. Did you ever try that other place? No. They might be open. Listen, Cosmos. Uh, they're men's fans over there. I still order more autograph, which I still need to get them. But I just, they have my loyalty, you know? 
Kusmos or Menace fans? Yeah, the cook in the back. That don't. So did you did you fight uh, at the Nassau Coliseum last weekend? I was like, yeah. he's like, I knew it was you. I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Oh, so he like knew you, knew you. Yeah. Okay. Like was there. You know who else was there? Stan the Man was. Yeah, probably hammer drunk. I was wasted. Oh. Sam. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, I'm so sorry I'm late. I I set it up. Yeah, Tuesday at 4.30. I'll make it happen. Today's Tuesday at 4.30. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. All Man. good. That's what happens when you have kids, I guess, right? Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> so what are you, getting some rounds in? Yeah, just getting my work in a non-disclosed location. Filled yeah, with, we got it, brother. Filled with people that I live with, let's say. She didn't do it, though. Yeah, there's... Uh-huh. There's nobody even there. I just hear a little bit of echo from your mic. It's, yes, there's a radio on somewhere in the background. So yeah, if if, wow. if, if you go if you go long ways with the phone, we'll get your whole view. There you go. Oh, I that. There we go. That rash guard is amazing. It is right. Oh, they love it. Where's the hand say to the face? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Yeah, it's Tom Galicchio's rash guard. Uh, he's selling them somewhere if anyone wants to buy one. Stan, you should get one. Yeah, I would definitely get you that. You look like a fucking stuffed sausage in that thing, Stan. Maybe <laughs> once I put that on, though, it might motivate me to start working out again. Once you put that thing on, you probably won't be able to get it off. Ooh, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, he, he did that what was it, the slap wing tournament here in Southern California not too long ago, so. Made made the shirts for it. So, smiling Sam, welcome back to Menace and the Man. You're in the three timers club now. Hey, hey, I like it. Yeah. Someone just messaged me. Can Sam take out his mouth guard? Oh, sure, I can do that. They wanted me to go John Anik on you. <laughs> yeah, I, there we go. Much better. So, smiling Sam, you're going to be the first fight in the new quarantine world or the, the new world. That bell rings. The economy is open. We're going to stay. I'm not just fighting uh, Ryan Spann. I'm fighting depression. The depression. I like that. I like that. So how's things been going? You've been able to get work in? Yeah, I've been doing great. Uh, a lot of gyms around here have had uh, had some openings for me to come in and stop by. And I, I've really just been working two, three times a day since November. So I'm feeling good. When were you supposed to fight before this? I was supposed to fight March, March, February. Yeah, the 28th, the 21st. I was supposed to fight in March, either mid to late March. And then it got canceled. And then uh, then I was supposed to fight in Vegas a week later, and then that got canceled. Then I was supposed to fight at the Tachi Palace, and then that got canceled. Um, now I'm fighting in Jacksonville, Florida uh, against Ryan Spann. Thank God for Florida, right? Thank God for Florida. Who would have thought we'd say those words ever? <laughs> so how long has your camp been? <laughs> Let's see. I signed the contract to fight Cleo Roundtree December 15th. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, have, I am so ready for this fight to be over. <laughs> and now what was the deal with Roundtree? Is he stuck in Thailand? Yeah, that was he, he couldn't get out of Thailand. 
uh, couldn't get into America. I'm not sure exactly, but they said he, he was no longer a viable option. So uh, Ryan Spann was supposed to fight. Ryan Spann was supposed to fight that guy that had a draw with Shogun, and that fight fell through because he couldn't get overseas. And so he and I just made the perfect pair. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, you, Menace is a little grumpy right now. He's hangry. What are you talking about? You just he, seem like you're quiet right now. Well, what do you want me to say? The man's talking. <laughs> I just had you're to point out. Dan? What happened? You're the one that has all the questions. Uh, that, well, is that a tower of like pre-workout stuff behind you? G Fuel. Mr. Menace. That's about G Fuel, dude. I, do you play video games? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love video games. What, uh, what are you I playing? I try not to play them around my kids. Right now, I'm, I'm replaying uh, Spider-Man. Okay. For the PS4. Yeah. Uh, that game is, it's, it's a good game to kill some time with. Before that, I, was, I just did the Fallen Order, Star Wars Fallen Order. Okay. Um, so you like the adventure game. Smash- What's that? You like like the like single player adventure campaign game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Im- immerse me in the world of the video game. That's what I want. Uh, yeah. That or Super Smash Bros. I'm, I I love Super Smash Bros. Yeah, but that's on a different console. That's on the Nintendo Switch. So you got the Switch and the PS4 and the Xbox One. I got them all. You have the PC as well? No, no, I'm not one of those guys. That's where I beat you. I'm not. But I'm not. <laughs> I just just so happen to have it. Oh, so uh, he games. I try. No, I'm saying Sam games too. You and him both game. That you both have a couple yeah. systems. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we it's... play different games. Well, what are you, an esports game? Esports guy? Destiny uh, 2? World I, of Warcraft. You're a WoW guy, aren't you? Oh, I don't. I, I have a PC. I don't play on it, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, it's capable of playing games on it, but I'm like. I don't know. Just, I need I need this in my hand. That oh, yeah. That's me. Just, That's me too. You know? you know, I do more than anything else board games. Love board games. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Risk, Settlers of Catan. Oh, guys next to me just got really loud. I mean, the radio next to me just got really loud. Uh, yeah, Settlers of Catan, Risk, uh, all, all those games. I just love them. Yeah, but to answer your question, sponsored by G Fuel, they hooked up my whole like game streaming shit. They sponsored me when I was fighting. Yeah, that's awesome. Good product. Yeah, I mean it's it's like uh, it's like it's got like uh, multivitamins in it, caffeine. It's not like doesn't have anything give you like the pump or anything like that. Just it's the caffeine I want. It's the caffeine because I hate coffee, but I drink so much of it. Uh, well that's what it is it's like a substitute for coffee yeah that's perfect that would be perfect for me Ooh, well even that it's a tough time with the quarantine and mail and whatnot but they actually have like a coffee flavored g fuel no it's actually people are drinking it like they pour that some milk shake it up and it's like a substitute for coffee yeah i don't like coffee though keep me away from that I just, I mean, if I go, I'm the guy that gets the girliest drink at Starbucks when I go. I mean, it's oh. covered in sugar and chocolate and caramel and whipped cream. You got the cherry on top. That's what is it about Starbucks whipped cream? It's just the best whipped cream I've ever had. 
It is. There is something great about it. I don't get it. Yeah. McDonald's got a fucking silver can that doesn't have any labels on it that you fucking give it to me. <laughs> yeah, to me. Inject it into my veins. And I hate when they're weak with it. Like, dude, fill it up. I want to drink fucking ounce. Like, listen, I'm not going to, it's not going to go to waste. I'm not going to drop any of it. I'm a goddamn ninja. I'm getting all that whipped cream down the hatch. Get wild with it. And don't be cheap. It's not, you, you're not losing any money on it. You know, that's what I hate about Chipotle sometimes. Like, yeah, like, come on. A little more chicken than that. Like, you know what you got to do, Chipotle? You got to ask them to split everything 50 50. So half white rice, half brown rice. Oh, yes. Dude, so the other day I went there and I was like, yeah, let me get the steak and something else. And it was almost like I got a double serving. I said, I want to split. split? I'm like, yeah, sure. I got a lot of meat on there, dude. And then also another trick, if you're going to get double meat, don't tell them double meat until they already put the first serving on there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I love you. I should get Chipotle tonight. That sounds great. Oh, wow. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Chipotle might be closed here. Menaces. I just saw that process in Menace's head. And it was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Starving. Find me a place open, Menace, and I'll bring you dinner. Yes? Right. No? Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right, yeah. Sam. We don't want to keep you long. We just wanted to check in with you, see how things were going. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Sorry I was late getting on. I uh, lost track of my days. No worries at you all. Know, we don't go by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday anymore. It's like day 36 of quarantine, day 37. Is there, is there any pros for you of training through the quarantine? Yes. I Actually, my training has been as good as it has ever been. Uh, and now I don't have to teach any of my kids' classes that I usually teach. Oh, so I've God. had so much more free time to you know relax and not work out. It's been great. Yeah. Like when I was competing and if I was doing private lessons or teaching classes like a week, two weeks after my fight, I'm like, yo, not doing them. Seriously. Yeah. The, the, the private lessons take a bunch. I've only, I got one and I've just been working with him for like three years. So I like, he's part of my schedule now, yeah. but uh, I don't do private lessons anymore. I just, I get exhausted doing them and I got to yeah, work out. Yeah, man. Uh, I just do, I, I have like my kids classes and it helps with my weight loss because I'm just walking around for an hour. To take 40,000 steps in an hour kind of thing. Um, but it's nice. I've never had a camp where I haven't had to teach the kids classes. And it's been really nice not teaching them. Okay. I like that. So you, you had a good training camp. That's like the question was, for a lot of I've people. Had like, I've had like three good training camps in this yeah, one right? training camp. Yeah. All right. So after you get this win, we'll get you back on the show. We'll make sure that we get the right quarantine day and it'll be, well, I'll hit you up with like, you want to come on quarantine day 64 <laughs> or whatever it is. That's, that's how it works. That'd be perfect. All right. I hope the family's doing good. Oh, they're doing very well. I hope you guys, your, your family's are doing well too. All right. Stay safe out there, Sam. Good fight next week. Hey, thank you, yeah, my man. Luck, man. Hey, we'll see you after the fight. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. There you go. That wasn't much, was it? So what are you going to get to eat? Punch in the fucking face. I'll let you body shot me, too, if you want. You seem seem like you got some pent-up aggression. Well, I went to Cosmos, and it's got, like, their website is, like, a goddamn, like, I just want to see if they're fucking open. I got to go Google first. Why can't you just call them? 
Yeah, it says closing soon, so maybe they're open. Did you call him? Call him right now, Stan. All right, because I was going to call him. Since you're picking it up, are you going to get anything? Yep, get me a gyro. Hi, right, gyro. Cosmo. How you doing? Are you guys still open for pickup? Uh, no, sorry. Stop taking orders at 8. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. I told you to call him seven minutes ago. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. How the I, fuck am I supposed to talk, call them when I'm on a goddamn interview with somebody, Stan? I said call them before we talk to Sam. No, you were trying to buy time. No, I wasn't. I said call yeah, them. you were. Are I, they? Ah, fuck. All right. How about Pete? You want me to try Pita Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you might as well shut down the... This is... We're being ignorant now. Are we? Oh, people probably like this watching us order no, food. They don't want to know what we're trying to order and like the process. Are you kidding me? Maybe they do. No, maybe they don't. All right. Uh, hit them with your send off. Well, see you later. <laughs>